This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, August 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A teenager was shot in the head while playing basketball in the Tioga Nicetown section of the city. It happened just before 9 p.m. on the 1900 block of West Ontario Street at the Jerome Brown Playground. Investigators say officers found the 15-year-old female victim lying face down under the net on the basketball court. She had been shot twice in the head and was unresponsive. She was taken to the hospital where she's currently listed in extremely critical condition. The entire incident was captured on cameras that are at the playground, and it's very tragic, said uh, Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small. Uh, it shows the 15-year-old female actively playing basketball, actually dribbling the basketball when she suddenly collapses when she gets shot, he said. According to Small, there were at least 10 young adults on the basketball court when the gunfire erupted. Police are searching for the juveniles as well as anyone else who may have witnessed the shooting. Police say the shooting victim requ- uh, frequents the Jerome Brown playground and is well known to the staff. They say she's a very nice girl and she lives about a half a block away from where she was shot. There was no immediate word on what sparked the gunfire no arrests have been made at this time but anyone with information is asked to contact police and you can call them at 215-686-TIPS a former employee for the united states golf association has been charged by federal officials accused of stealing more than three million dollars worth of u.s open tickets and reselling them for cash yep 39 year old robert fryer of percocy in bucks county worked in the usga admissions office the u.s attorney office in philadelphia said he stole more than twenty three thousand tickets to the u.s <laughs> Open tournaments between 2013 wow. when the U.S. Open was held here at Marion Golf Club in Ardmore and then in 2019 at Pebble Beach. Fryer allegedly sold the tickets to a third-party ticket broker for nearly a million dollars. The face value of the tickets were three million dollars. It's wild because, you know, you can go through these third-party uh, brokers and, and right. tickets and packages and <laughs> stuff like that. And I wonder how often stuff like this happens to get mm-hmm. sold to them. Because I was thinking about when I saw that, I'm like, man, 23,000 tickets. That's an obscene like amount. That's a few in his pocket. Yeah. Like, it'll <laughs> Jesus, man. Uh, they say and, that. I'm sorry to interrupt. No. Did you see he? this guy faces 300 years in prison? Oh, no. Yeah. Because they do it like on an each count. Now, if that, sure. I don't know if that means concurrently or what, but 300 years <laughs> Listen, with a good lawyer, he can be out in 200. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with good behavior. Yeah, with good behavior. But they, I, I was reading about this and the world of, like, art dealing. And if you want to get rid of money or move money, I guess it's because it's just so flagrantly abusable, the system, the ticketing system. And so, I mean, 23,000. Yeah. It's a score. Uh, So he's been charged with 10 counts of wire fraud, four counts of mail fraud, and one count of conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud. If convicted, he faces a maximum of 300 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and a $3.75 million fine, and also a $1,500 special assessment. In Shawshank, Morgan Freeman had been in for about 150 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Philadelphia school district officials are scrambling to get the word out about dozens of bus driver positions that need to be filled as students return to the classroom in a couple of weeks. There are about 80 part-time bus driver positions that are open according to district officials. Each driver is guaranteed four hours a day with opportunities to pick up more time at a pay rate of $19.49 an hour. The medical benefits are a big selling point because that doesn't always come with a part-time job. The position also includes a pension and retirement. It's a pretty good deal. That is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, 
I know you've wanted to be a bus driver ever since you watched Speed, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's your favorite movie. (laughs) The pandemic has left the school district with dozens of openings with students back in the classroom five days a week instead of a hybrid model. Like last year, the bus driver positions need to be filled again. The transportation department will also have to figure out how to handle the influx of high school students returning since most most of them were required to remain virtual last school year. I remember in elementary school and whenever I had a bus driver, I, I had very good bus drivers. Like oh, they were, my bus driver was Butch. Butch, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> like they were very good at, and and you know took care of you and all that stuff. Yeah, it was and, cool when you had yeah. when you had a nice bus driver. There were not so nice bus drivers yes, too, yeah. but. But it was cool if you had a, if you had one that you got along with, and I, I remember having good bus drivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a difference. Um, Butch wasn't like uh, he, he wasn't a very um, joyous man, but like he was cool. You know, like he, he, he didn't smile. He didn't smile at anybody really, but yeah. like you, you know, he, we knew he was nice. So one time, I, I showed up at the, uh, the the bus stop for school way too early. For some reason, I was there very early. So he picked me up, took me to the school. And we went to the cafeteria, and he got me some ice cream. No and, yes, and I just sat, and then we made love. No, oh, no I knew it. But, no, but it was wow, the, but ice cream before school before in the morning because I was cool. so early. And so he got me to the school. <laughs> Let my mother know that I was there. It was wonderful. <laughs> you know, the only time Butch smiled was when I forgot my lunch, remember? And my dad came in his robe onto oh, the school right. bus and brought it to me. That was the only time Butch smiled. That's funny. Any potential bus driver candidates should contact the district about the uh, process of gaining a CDL certification before applying. So they'll even guide you through that part of it. Candidates must also pass a background check and undergo random drug tests. Mm. In sports this morning. <laughs> Josh Van Meter hit a two-run home run. Taylor Widener. Widener in it? Yeah, Widener. Okay, sorry. Pitched uh, five strong innings, and the Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Phillies 3-2 last night in Phoenix. What the is this? The Phillies lost for the fifth time in seven games in draft. Two and a half games behind first place Atlanta in the National League East. Bryce Harper homered in the third to give the Phillies a 1-0 lead, but there wasn't much offense after that. The series continues tonight, and Ranger Suarez will get the start. Game time is at 9.40. Sixers center Joel Embiid signed a four-year, 100 $196 million wow. Supermax contract extension. The Sixers announced yesterday the seven-footer signed a multi-year deal with the team but did not disclose details of the contract. The extension keeps Embiid under contract with the Sixers through the 2027 season for a total of $261 million. The four-time All-Star already was set to make $65 million over the final two years of the current deal. Embiid represented himself in the ne- negotiations. I wow. thought that was amazing. That I, didn't know, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, he's uh, a lot smarter than people. some people give him credit for and he was able to negotiate this deal on his own. He he doesn't have an agent. That's awesome. Tim Tebow's attempt to return to the NFL as a tight end after years of playing quarterback is over. The Jacksonville Jaguars released the 2007 Heisman Trophy winner as part of the first round of roster cuts. Tebow posted a message on Twitter after he was released in which he thanked the team for giving him a chance. Tebow hadn't played football since the 2015 NFL preseason and spent the past six years working as a broadcaster and working on his professional baseball career. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks so much, Kathy. We are here on a Wednesday
Sunday morning to hang out with you, my friend. Maybe give you a little entertainment on the way into work. Maybe have you win some stuff. We've got a secret text word. Today we have your chance to win a digital download of the action-packed thriller Crime Story with Richard Dreyfus and Mira Servino. Uh, and what you got to do is text the word secret to 39333, and we'll send a word back to you. We ask you to call in later on with the word designated caller wins at, and we'll grab a random text or two. So even if you can't stick around, might as well give it a shot. You might win. We have some guests on the program, too. We are going to have, so uh, the Little League World Series yes. uh, is going on, and um, a, a little confused as to where the team stands. So we have a team out of Oaks. Yes, they they are representing Pennsylvania, and they won our region. So the region is uh, PA versus New Jersey and several other states. And uh, Pennsylvania, the team that represents Pennsylvania, won the entire region, and that team is from Oaks. So it's it's not like the All-Stars from PA. It's the Little League team from right. Oaks, Pennsylvania, and they get to represent um, Pennsylvania and our region in the Little League World Series, which continues this week in Williamsport, uh, PA. Okay, so we're going to talk to the coach, Ben Ludwig, and you never know, maybe we'll get the Cheer championship winners yeah. yes. right out of Oaks, PA, right in our backyard here. So we'll uh, we'll spend some time. The Little League World Series is really cool, man. I love uh, it. Uh, it's it's great because yeah. there's such a genuine enthusiasm. Is uh, it later than it's later, right? The, I'm not sure. It, well, they have I to be think... in bed by nine. <laughs> I just don't. It's, what right, do you mean? No, is it, no, later? No, is, just... is it happening later than it normally does? Is that what you mean? Yeah, later in the year. Yeah, I was. I don't I was, know. I don't. You know what? I for some reason it just feels that way. Feel no. It. I'm looking at the date. I'm like, well, maybe it isn't as late in the season as I thought. But I mean, it's still pretty damn late. We're only a couple of weeks away from Labor Day, but uh, it just feels like it is later. Okay. Uh, well, you never know, man. Yeah. Schedules have been moved around. Yeah, the listen, I just bought twenty three thousand tickets to uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, <laughs> to the U.S. Open. I got options. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that was like three, four years yeah, ago. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, all right. Anyhow, um, <laughs> we're going to have Ben Ludwig, the head coach of uh, the Oaks Little League team, on uh, later this morning. We're also going to talk to another sports star, our buddy John Dornboss, but he's going to be doing his magic shows at the Borgata, uh, and this is uh, Friday. He's got two shows, so we'll talk to John, see how he's doing. I bet they're awesome. Hit a show like that, yeah. You know, left to do what he does so well. Yep, we'll check in with him. Uh, we also are going to go on TV this morning, Fox Good Day. So we'll say hello to uh, Mike and Alex later on. And we have taking place this morning. Uh, stop number one on the Preston and Steve Cooling Caravan, which is presented by T-Mobile, uh, and we'll uh, mention our winner in a little bit. But we're going to uh, we're going to be stopping by a local business to say hello and set them up with some wonderful, tasty Dunkin' coffees this morning. Free iced coffee to kind of get a little nice uh, speed up in the day and a little cool off as well. The Dunkin' Community Cruiser will be stopping by, and I'll mention where that is in just a little bit. And if you would like us to stop by your office or work site. Here's what you do. You go to the contest page at WMMR.com and just tell us a little bit about where you work, and we might swing by with all those goodies one morning. We're just saying how superhuman it's going to be today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's going to be a nice break. Yep. So make sure that you do enter. If you're headed into work, just once you get there, go to WMMR.com, click on the contest page, and look for the Preston and Steve Cooling Caravan and get signed up. And like I said, it is presented by T-Mobile. So we're happy with that. And you know what? I'm feeling so good. Let's give some beer to somebody. Whoa! Whoa. We're going to start off 
with a nice cold one at 6.19 a.m. <laughs> and a case of Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. You know, they say if you don't start drinking in the morning, you can't say you've been drinking all day. That's right. 215-263-WMMR will take call number 14. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer delivers a clean and pure liquid that is as real as it tastes. You can pair your Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer with Wood Fire Oven Artisan Pizza at La Porta in Glen Mills. Yeah! Well, let's set you up right now. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. The Entertainment Report is up and more giveaways when we get back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the... 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clips seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips. From who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's give away a prize. A stupid question. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. And the question I have for you this morning is, the world's largest pyramid is in what country? 215263 WMMR. Let's see if we know the answer to this. The world's largest pyramid is in what country? 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. Uh, Wednesday, August 18th. Some birthdays today. We'll start with uh, Rosalind Carter, former first lady, wife of Jimmy Carter. Yes. Uh, 94 years old. They've been married for... <sighs> 70 years or something An incredible like amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Last time we saw them, there was uh, uh, President Biden and uh, the First Lady had gone to visit them. Mm-hmm. And the angle at which the photograph was taken made them look like they were dwarves. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. they're older. Yeah. And they're smaller. But, the, but was, not that small. There was something going on. Yeah, there was some sort of optical illusion. Uh, so she is uh, 94 today. Uh, it's also Dennis Leary's birthday today. Mm. I remember first seeing here him, and his style was so different than other yes. comedians. Yeah, did you like him initially? I did yeah. actually. I liked his his angst. He was he was a chain you know, smoker. Yeah, the yeah. chain smoking thing. He said um, he had a song called A Hole, which yeah. we actually I'm an A Hole. Yeah. I'm an A Hole. It was so damn funny. And his uh, but, Cindy Crawford fixation. You remember that? Yes. Yes. But what I didn't have any idea was what he would go on to do as far as yeah. acting goes and yeah. uh, and make a full-on career of having a, uh, you know, just being a, a great actor, comedic and dramatic. Uh, but he's uh, 64 today. Uh, speaking of comedic, Martin Mull, 78 years old today. He's Why the movie FM. Yeah. Oh, FM. He's a oh DJ in the movie I FM. I about that. <laughs> I remember him from Mr. Mom and... Uh, uh, Fernwood Tonight. Well, yeah. yeah, for Fernwood Tonight was a parody talk show with Fred Willard yeah. as his sidekick. It was hilarious. Uh, and he's just popped up in tons you, of movies throughout the years. Do you remember the movie Serial? About the, at that time, the kooky California... No. You know, self-help movements and all that stuff. No, no. And he uh, he's, it's hilarious. Okay. But it's of a time. Uh, he celebrates his 78th birthday <clears throat> today. Uh, actor Edward Norton, 
uh, who has brought us things like uh, Fight Club and American History X and uh, Red Dragon and so on. And American History X is just one that, it's one of those weird movies that is incredibly difficult to watch it. Every time it's on, I find myself watching it. I told you the first time I watched it, and this is back in Blockbuster Day, yeah, I yeah, yeah. it. Uh, I watched it twice in one day. Right, it was right. It, it stuck with me. I I started watching it early in the day, and I and I'm like, you know what? I'm going back again. It was so powerful. Uh, he's great in it too. Uh, so he's 52 today. This might not be a question for now, but why wasn't he in the Avengers? How come they switched to Mark Ruffalo for uh, Hulk? I, I think it was his. I think it was his call. Yeah. Ed, Ed Norton bowed out. Yeah, he, he is a fan out. though. He is yeah. a fan of the Marvel stuff. I don't know why. Uh, you know, the stars did align, but Mark Ruffalo t- certainly was... Yeah, he's great. He, yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that replacement. Right. I, I thought uh, Ed Norton did a pretty good job. I mean, that's not a great movie, that, that Hulk movie that no. he's in, but, but he's good in it. Yeah, he could have certainly gone on yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to be in, in the, the whole Avengers franchise. How about American History Hulk? That'd be cool. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. he's, he's a, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. He's right? a total uh, uh, Nazi, and, uh, Nazi Hulk. skinhead Hulk. Yeah, that's a tough enemy right there. It is. Uh, Roman Polanski has a birthday today. I know. No. Uh, he's 88. Rosemary's Baby, Chinatown. Hey, there's, there's a, that's one of those cases, Preston, where I love Chinatown. I love movies that he's done. And then you've you've got to sort of disassociate that. You with, separate the art from the you, artist. You try, yeah. even though it's a Herculean chore. Also, he had some effed up stuff happen in his life, too. I mean, I'm not sympathizing with what I, he did. I, I, mean, I his, completely his, hear what you're his saying. His wife was murdered by the Manson family. Yes, and his child. In, in her child, yeah. yeah. It's mm. messed up. So he's 88. Let's skip over the rest of uh, his stuff yeah. and go to Robert Redford. Hey. Yay! Who is part of the um, uh, MCU and franchise there, and he was fantastic. He was great. In Winter Soldier. Man. I, I mean, that's honestly his... That shot where he's in his kitchen and uh, you realize that the Winter Soldier, he's working with the Winter Soldier yeah. and his maid returns home. Yep. It's fantastic. Yep. Uh, so he turns 85 today. Happy birthday to Robert Redford. Christian Slater also has a birthday. Uh, he is 52. Uh, and he kind of flew on to the scene. I think Heather's was a big breakthrough for him. And what was the... Uh, Gleaming the, the Cube? Gleaming the Cube. That's my jam right, right there. <laughs> uh, I loved Bump Up the Volume because it was a radio movie. Right, right. Uh, true Romance, uh, some good stuff along the way. Broken Arrow is a movie that he's in that I like as, as well. Oh, how about this? Malcolm Jamal Warner. Theo! Yes, it's Theo's birthday today. I'm prison, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna come visit? <laughs> Uh, Theo from the Cosby Show. I, I Bring was, that odd girlfriend of yours. I always dug him on that show. He was one of my favorite ones on there. Did anybody ever say anything other than uh, Felicia, Felicia Rashad? Uh, did anybody ever comment on Cosby? I think maybe Raven Simone did. Oh, did she? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one that I'm recalling, and I can't I remember specifically what she said. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if Michael Malcolm uh, Jamal Warner had publicly commented or not. But uh, he turned Theo! Theo's 51 <laughs> today. Uh, Frances Bean Cobain, daughter of Courtney Love and Kurt, uh, is Frances. 29 years old today. She, she seems to be talented. Yeah, she, and she went through, you remember her ex? Yes. Tried to get all of the, her memorabilia that she had from her dad. Specifically and, a, uh, a guitar yeah, that, that was, was worth a mint. Millions of yeah. dollars. I mean, that stuff is really, really valuable now. Uh, she's 29. Uh, Bob Woodruff, the guy, uh, okay, journalist, mm. remember, he was wounded in Iraq, had a yeah. massive head uh, well, injury. It's like with Nick's situation, um, you know, he, uh, in fact, there's still sort of a, um, a visible indentation mm-hmm. in his head. 
And I remember seeing video of him in his recovery, and it was a point where he had to relearn how to speak. Yeah, it was one of those things. It was it was really severe, but um, they they got him past it. Uh, and he is uh, sixty years old today. Uh, Andy Samberg, Saturday Night Live, uh, turns. Andy. <laughs> That's two people's uh, big adventure clips right there. <laughs> yeah, right. that's right. But the uh, Lonely Island guys, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Wait a minute, that's not from uh, Pee Wee's. Yeah, from, it is. That's from Toy Story. No, Andy. Yeah, that's Pee Wee Herman when uh, when uh, Simone's boyfriend shows up. I've always Me thought too. that was Tom Hanks talking about he. Andy was his owner. You know. Yeah. No, that's that. That is Paul Rubens. Play that again. Okay. Really? Wow, yeah, do you I remember Simone? Like, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your big butt, Simone. But it sounds like Tom Hanks. Yeah. I have always yeah. thought that that was Tom Hanks yeah. from Toy Story. Now wow. I hate it. I know. What's that all about? You're not allowed to hate it now, Kathy. I, I, Andy Samberg is 43, and I saved our favorite for last. Today is the birthday of Caitlin Olsen. No! It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Steve watching Hacks right now. Yeah, I I love it. It's great. It is a I really love that great series. Show. Yeah, yeah, and, and she actually has a, she's the her daughter. Yeah. She's Jean Smart's daughter uh, in a more limited role, but she's great. Uh, you know, I mean, I know we're friends with her and everything, but yeah. is it okay to kind of be in love with her a little bit? Too, yes, you know what no, I mean? absolutely. Yeah, uh, the same way you're in love with Kathy. She is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen her laser beef yet, so no, we're not no. that close. That's the final episode of Hacks, Casey. Uh, no, but th- what, what's not to love about Caitlyn? I mean, she's uh, she's talented, sweet, beautiful, all of that stuff. Hilarious. She got everything going for I, her. Kind I, and decent and yes. charitable. I mean, the amount of work that they do to help other people is, is just it's great. Always it's great. Yeah, and, and, uh, but I. I Every week I'm watching some collection of It's Always Sunny bloopers. Because <laughs> they're always they're funny. They're always great. Uh, so Caitlin turns 46 years old today. Happy birthday to you, Caitlin Olson. Uh, Andy! <laughs> Andy! There you go. That's the full clip. I have been living a lie. Play it. Play it from the beginning again. Here we go. Andy! Andy! <laughs> Who that? Who was that gigantic man that played Andy? Was he anybody? Was he like a football player? He had or to be, like or that? a wrestler, perhaps. He was massive. Yeah. All, All right. right. I'll look that up. Andy. All right. Well, anyway, let's uh, see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. <laughs> the world's largest pyramid is in what country? That is the question we have asked. The answer we are looking for, possibly coming from Melissa. Let's go to her. Hello there, Melissa. Hey. Good morning, guys. All right. So let's hear it. The world's largest pyramid is in what country? Mexico? You're correct. Hold on a moment, Melissa. We are going to give you a four-pack of tickets uh, for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair open weekends, August 21st through October 31st. For tickets and other information, you visit parenfair.com. Yes, I did not know that the largest uh, pyramid in the world is in Mexico. It's about 60 miles south of Mexico City is the, uh, and I'll mess up this name, the the K... Tezalcoatl uh, Pyramid. Quetzalcoatl? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it's Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, yeah, there you go. 
Uh, and it's uh, 177 feet tall, and the base covers 45 acres. Is that wild? They, they, um, they still uncover, uh, Preston, they'll, they'll um, uh, do these sort of, um, I don't know, radar or sonar sort of investigations of hills and mountains uh, down there and in South America, and they uncover completely buried pyramids. Wow. From the Mayans and the uh, the Incas and all that stuff. It's cool. A lot of stuff down there we don't even know A lot of crap. All right, so we're going to get into the entertainment crap. Uh, Orange New Black Lum Laura Prepon reveals that she left Scientology five years ago. Whoa. Oh. She shares a daughter uh, who is four and a son who is 16 months with her husband, Ben Foster, and she said that uh, that changed everything. We talked to her five years ago. I bet we had something to do with it as well. <laughs> uh, she said, as a brand new mother, I was reflecting so much of my own upbringing and the way that I was mothered. I was forced to look at a lot of things in my life that I wasn't looking at before. I had so many people reaching out to me, telling me about their own issues and struggles with food and their relationships with their parents. And she said, many people have thanked me for opening up about my relationship with my mother, both the positive and the negative. Uh, because a lot of times we glaze over stuff because it's hard or makes us feel vulnerable. If there's someone out there who's silently struggling with dysfunctional eating or struggling with their parents, and if I helped a single person, I'd be happy. So I'm not sure exactly what she's referring to, the issues that she had with her I, parents. I, we I did talk really about know. it because she was, when we had her on, she was promoting her wellness um, cooking book and whatever the hell it was but it was, it was she was very genuine and she was revealing a lot of i guess what was quasi abuse with her mother mm. or uh, mental abuse she said even if we have uh great relationships with our mothers it's complicated i'm still learning from it my mother has alzheimer's and i have come to terms with the fact uh, that this woman who was an incredible force in my life is fading mm. uh it's very hard to watch she said i just try to be there and stay present for the good moments that we have uh, she said, I'm no longer practicing Scientology. She said, I've always been very open-minded, even since I was a child. I was raised Catholic and Jewish. I've prayed in churches, meditated in temples. I've studied Chinese meridian theory. I have practiced Scientology, and I haven't practiced Scientology in close to five years, and it is no longer a part of my life. There you go. So she, hasn't so she, she dated um, Danny Masterson's brother, okay. right, for the longest time. And he's Scientology, right? From the, that '70s show. Yeah, God. Uh, the the one from Malcolm in the Middle. One from Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. Yes. Don't you when you hear that somebody's no longer practicing Scientology, aren't you like, oh, good? Oh yeah, yeah. you got out. Yeah, yeah. I kind of am. Yeah. Especially if you watch the Leah Remini show. Yep. Uh, Marvel Studios uh, CEO Kevin Feige once uh, or went on the defensive Monday as he fielded questions about criticism over Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, plus the bombshell suit filed by Black Widow's Scarlett Johansson. Uh, the stars of Shang-Chi were gathered in Hollywood to celebrate the film's release just 48 hours after the lead, Simu Liu. Is it Liu or Liu? I L- think it's Liu. L-I-U. Yeah. Uh, appeared to target Disney. Oh, <laughs> Target Disney CEO Bob uh, Chapek, who had dubbed the release strategy an experiment. Uh, Feige said of Lou, he's not a shy man. I think in that particular tweet you can see, and I think everyone does, a misunderstanding. It was not the intention. Uh, the proof is in the movie, and we swing for the fences as we always do. With the amount of creative energy we put in... And the budget, there's no expense spared to bring this origin story to the screen. So uh, I, did, I read the original. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give you the tweet. Yeah, here. please. So, yeah. so Lou's tweet read, uh, we are not an experiment. We are the underdog, the underestimated. We are the ceiling breakers. We are the celebration of culture and joy that will persevere 
After an embattled year, we are the surprise. I'm fired the F up to make history on September 3rd. Join us. And the tweet from the CEO was it said, hey, you know, this is a uh, this is an experiment. I don't think he meant it in any way other than that's what I got. a new movie title. That Absolutely. We're out and to and the in the uncertain hybrid release stuff that's going on between mm-hmm. box office and simultaneously at home release. That's what he was talking about. Feige likened the film's release to that of Black Panther saying, when you have the opportunity to showcase a hero that looks like a huge segment of the globe that feels like they haven't been showcased, the magic can happen if you deliver. And I think uh, Destin and Simu have delivered for this movie. Uh, Shang-Chi is a barrier buster for the House of Mouse featuring a primarily Asian cast. Tony Leung, Aquafina, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Fala Chen, uh, Menger Jean, Florian Mentino, and Ronnie Cheng also star. Uh, he also told the uh, Hollywood Reporter that uh, he was open to reconciliation with Scarlett Johansson after she hit Disney with a lawsuit claiming uh, the release strategy had violated their contract, but he didn't really expand on any more than that. They're going to have to work this stuff out. No one really knows what's you know where, where everything stands. Yeah, I'm excited for another. Uh, oh yeah, another title in the uh, in the Marvel universe. But by by these these films like the the Eternals and all that stuff, that by their very nature. They're the the lesser known titles, mm-hmm. so um, therefore somewhat experimental. So right. I understand what he was getting to. Yeah, Kylie Jenner's swimwear selfies were the first clue that the billionaire was dipping her toe into a commercial line of swimwear. She teased the collection on Instagram stories Monday. Uh, she took a mirror selfie in a skin bearing one piece, writing "Working on Kylie Swim," and I can't wait to share. You guys, um, guys. <laughs> do they have uh, a tankini that they offer, Preston? Mm, I haven't seen the full line yet, Steve, right. so I don't know. Ooh, that's cute. Uh, you like her suit? That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jenner also you tagged... You can see Kathy. Uh, Jenner also tagged Kylie Swim's official Instagram throughout, which doesn't have posts, but already boasts 113,000 followers. Oh, my God. Since we know that her, her head is basically like a head transplant, but her, I think her butt... I think was her body altered in any way? I, I mean, think, I'm sure. If you're yeah. going in for that many surgeries, I'm sure they're getting a little nip and tuck. Well, they, they did a good job. Would you ever wear underboob, Kathy, in a swimsuit? <laughs> my, I mean, I have, like, permanent underboob when I take my bra <laughs> okay. off. Um, no, I don't think so. There's so much, there's so much boob there. <laughs> so right. Much, yeah. She gets underboob in a poncho. You need, for underboob, your boobs have to, like, naturally sit up they have high. To be, so yeah, yeah. Almost, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, I got gotcha. you. When you have saggy Do you, have, do you ever do above work. knee? <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. I do the above belly button. It's so hot. Oh, uh, her sisters are yeah, also we all have that. in the swim market. Chloe's Good American brand is selling suits, and Kim Kim is uh, reportedly launching her own line as well. Now, keeping within the family here, Travis Barker is shouting out Courtney for helping him conquer his fears. I should have reported this a couple of days ago, but... Yeah. Uh, the Blink-182 drummer posted a photo of himself to Instagram holding up and kissing the reality TV star in front of her sister Kylie Jenner's private jet days after flying for the first time since he survived a deadly plane crash oh, in wow. 2008 that killed four and left him with third-degree burns on more than half his body. Yeah, yeah since 2008. You remember that? And, and yeah. uh, DJ um, AM, yeah. He died as well. I'll get to that uh Barker captioned it with you, anything is possible, anything and everything with you. Uh, the couple who made their relationship Instagram official in February flew to Cabo for vacation, uh, reportedly joined by uh, her mom, Chris, and her boyfriend, Corey Gamble. 
Uh, a source said Courtney has been very supportive. She never pushes for him to fly. They have managed to travel in the U.S. without having to fly, and Courtney has been totally fine with it. Uh, more than a decade ago, Barker and longtime collaborator DJ AM, who was Adam Michael Goldstein, He's in one of the. Uh, he's one of the Iron Man. Yes, movies. he is. He's in Iron Man Two, right? I mm-hmm. believe that's it. Yeah. yeah. Survived after their plane crashed shortly after takeoff as they were leaving South Carolina, where they had just played a show. Goldstein died a year later from a prescription drug overdose, mm-hmm. and they think that it was triggered by the. He was taking yeah, those after the, the that. crash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the crash killed Barker's security guard, Charles Chase Still, his assistant Chris Baker, pilot Sarah Lemon, and co-pilot James Bland. I mean, it's miraculous, honestly, if you stop and think about it, that they survived. After the accident, uh, the musician had a long road to recovery, both mentally and physically. He suffered third-degree burns on 65% of his body and underwent several surgeries and skin grafts. Additionally, uh, he dealt with uh, marijuana and prescription drug use. In May, he had revealed in an interview with Men's Health that he had made the decision to quit using drugs and flushed medicine, including, quote, the stuff that I really needed after Goldstein's death and after his opioid uh, tolerance started to rise with each surgery. So... Uh, he's really turned his life uh, around. And I, I give him all the credit in the world. Can you imagine? Obviously, the number of people that died in that crash. Yeah. You were witness to that. Yeah. You carry a constant reminder with your, your scars from the fire. Mm. And to get back on that's a plane to yes. do that. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. You're right. Hey, Daniel Craig plans to leave his inheritance to his kids because... or he. He's not going to. Yeah, it says to, he, he is not going to. Yeah, that's a know, stupid it's story. It's a typo, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he says it's distasteful uh, to leave money to your kids. He said, I don't want to leave great sums to the next generation. I think her- inheritance is quite distasteful. And I'm sure the kids are behind it 100%. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, that's awesome, Dad. I hate you. Uh, he said, my philosophy is get rid of it or give it away before you go. So my uncle's philosophy was that. Same. His his philosophy, his, yeah. his, his saying was, if you plan it out right, your last check should bounce. <laughs> and that was, that was, his, that was yeah. his theme. Uh, but he said, uh, isn't there an old adage that if you die a rich person, you failed? Uh, Craig also noted that Andrew Carnegie gave away billions for his death in 1919, saying that uh, that shows how rich he was because I'll bet he kept some of it, too. So I imagine they're... Obviously, the kids will be taken care of as far as, but he's not going to lavish the full wealth on them. I don't think that's the case, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. He is, he is a net worth of $160 million. He has wow. two children. Much of his fortune comes from his uh, Bond films. He was reportedly paid $25 million for No Time to Die, his fifth and final role as Bond, uh, which is coming out in October. So You know what I think sucks? Yeah. Say you're, you're Preston, you're, you're the, uh, the child of a very famous, very wealthy celebrity. And um, so they um, say, it happened with Jerry Lewis, gets married like late in life and has another kid. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you son of a bitch. Right. Because you know it's going to get split up. The will's mm-hmm. going to get redone. You don't know, you know, because now everything's back up in the air again. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but that's his philosophy. I'm a little different. I want to leave some stuff for the family. Behind. I mean, like, like some cat food, food and stuff. Right. Hey, Alyssa Milano was involved in a car accident uh, yesterday morning uh, after her uncle, a man named Mitch Carp, suffered a possible heart attack while driving on the West Los Angeles Highway. Yeah. Uh, She left the scene uninjured after being picked up by her husband, Dave uh, Bogliari. Uh, She was sitting in the right front passenger seat. 
Uh, it was a Ford Edge. They were headed down the number two lane of the 405 freeway when her uncle started to have an unknown medical issue, possibly Ooh. a heart attack, and became unconscious while driving. Oh, the SUV he was driving subsequently drifted out of its lane and struck a black SUV, which fled the scene of the collision. Uh, Milano reportedly discovered that her uncle was unconscious when she felt an impact to the right side of her vehicle. Uh, the report says that she then was able to bring the Ford to a stop in between the one and two lane with assistance of a good Samaritan. Uh, sources told TMZ that Milano helped get the car under control by reaching over to the driver's side and using her hand to hit the brakes. Oh, that's a tough maneuver. Way yeah. down there, you know. And I was thinking about that, you know, because that's a real. That uh, that's a real concern. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. somebody the the driver all of a sudden loses control. That w- shouldn't there be like um, you, a, a you, hand break? That I mean, sometimes the passenger should always have a stick that they can push. Well, no, I mean, you honestly, can put it in a neutral. Be, you can put it in a neutral. The uh, the, the the drive shaft, whatever that thing's called, w- should be able to slide into neutral right. without any brakes or anything being depressed. Right. So. You, d- I would, you know, I've thought about this from time yeah. to time, Preston, and much like Kathy, you know, driving off of the bridge, thinking well, about driving, you know, uh, Roll rolling the, the window. Yeah. Um, my first um, action would be to put it into the neutral. The car into neutral. So that... At- yeah, but I wonder about that. Honestly, if... Uh- It'd be better if it were in drive because if if your foot comes off the accelerator, the car automatically starts to slow down. You put it in neutral, you're still mo- it's going to glide. Yeah. It's going to have a lot more momentum. Your the engine works against it if you if you take your foot off the accelerator. You're saying, but they eight. might they might actually push it down further. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so, I don't know. Sort, yeah. No, I, I see but what you're some saying. Some sort of way to, to right to depress to the brake. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But anyhow, she was able to do it. Instead of OnStar, she has a device called Ondanza. Which oh. uh, connects right through to her former co-star Tony. <laughs> and Tony, uh, Are you okay? He, his voice comes What's over. What's happening? Yeah. You don't sound good. <laughs> Does he still call her Sam? Oh, Sam Samantha. Samantha. Depress the, the brake with your brake stick. You didn't bring a brake stick. <laughs> First, the theme song comes yeah. on. Yes, I. Yes. What's what? What's happening, sweetheart? <laughs> Uh, so you want to know what is the closest sandwich shop or something? <laughs> it's like a voice assistant. Right. <laughs> TMZ make a left here, here, here. Uh, TMZ also reported that Milano gave her uncle CPR until first responders. Oh my were, gosh. Yeah, were able to get to the wow. scene. Uh, now put one hand over the other and depress on the chest. Uh, when LAPD units arrived, they continued the CPR. Uh, the fire department took over when they arrived on the scene. Ask him what year it is. And then transported uh, him to the UCLA Westwood Hospital. Later that day, Milano took to Twitter to address the events, albeit vaguely. She said, we should all take every opportunity we have to protect the people we love Get vaccinated, wear masks, lock up your guns, learn CPR, small common sense actions. It's not hard to take care of each other, but it is important. So that was, uh, that's, that's a pretty traumatic well, event to she, happen. She to could have right died there, easily. Man. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's how my uncle died. I told you guys this story before. Yeah. He was driving around Lake Tahoe and he had a heart attack and died, and my aunt was in the passenger seat. She died as well? No, no, no. Oh. The, the car rolled over, oh over several times, like down the hill towards Lake Tahoe. I mean, it's, it's an awful, tragic, terrible story, but it's also a fascinating one. Wow. Your dad would never have on Danza, would he? My, no. Oh, my God. No. That would no, cause no, 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 him no. to have an accident. <laughs> I, uh, I recently rewatched a portion of an episode of uh, Who's the Boss, and um, my dad was right. That is 
a god-awful show, and Tony Danza is just terrible in it. It's so moronic and stupid, so I applaud my dad's efforts in trying to get us to stop watching that when we were kids. By the way, real quick, uh, going to the, uh, you know, a break on the passenger side, right, I have right, Sean right. on the line who wants to tell us something. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, dude? How you doing, brother? Good, man, what's up? Uh, so I'm a firefighter in Philadelphia, and I'm going to tell you, uh, the uh, passenger side of every new fire truck does have a handbrake in case the, the uh, driver does suffer a medical emergency. No kidding. So, so that okay. is, that makes total sense, Preston. A a, a usable handbrake. Yeah. Would your if you were to really? throw the parking brake on it on a car, it would slow it, it would down. Slow it down for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's basically a uh, it's almost like a panic button. You put the uh, the box up and reveals the button. They hit the brake. Wow. Brings the truck to stop. Okay. Right away. I think that's a, obviously sense. that something of that weight. If you were to have a situation, you could kill a ton of people. Yeah. Uh, oh, thanks, absolutely. Sean. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Hey, take care, brother. And you know, I mean, even a regular car. I mean, that's thousands of pounds. So anyhow, maybe we'll look into it. Oh, uh, another uh, doubling back to Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I forgot to mention this. Carl, uh, Colin Jost revealed that they are expecting a child together. Hey. Uh, he talked about it at the Ridgefield Playhouse in Connecticut. Um, so I don't have any other details than that. But they are uh, they got another they got a baby on the. This way. will be her fourth. I don't. She has know three kids already. How many kids? She I, has. I think so. She I, has. I thought. It's her third marriage. I know that. Yeah. Uh, she has no. She only has one other child. Oh, you always want to keep the marriages ahead of the number of kids, right? So she was married to Ryan Reynolds uh, for three years, and then right. a person named Romaine Doniak, lettuce, uh, Romaine lettuce <laughs> Doniak, nicknamed lettuce, uh, and then uh, Colin Jost. What's, what's up, lettuce? lettuce? Where's lettuce? Yeah. yeah. What's up, lettuce? <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, by the way, Netflix has released the first looks of Elizabeth Debicki as Princess Diana. Uh, she looks great. If you remember, she was in Guardians of the Galaxy, the second movie. She was like that, that golden. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, very pretty. And Dominic West, who was way too good looking to play Prince Charles. By leaps and bounds. Uh, in season five. But he's a great actor, so he he'll is. pull it off. They should, have re- re- they should have really, like, prosthetic him up. I tell you what, the guy who played in the last two seasons right. was yeah. outstanding. And very, I think clo- much closer than Dominic West. Very much yeah. so, yeah. Uh, so it's uh, season five of The Crown, by the way. Uh, Debicki takes over for Emma Corrin. Wes takes over for Josh O'Connor. And in the role of the queen will be, I forgot the actress we had. Emma Stone. Yes. Yeah. She will be uh, the queen. She's I'm a perfect choice. She was such a sweetheart when she She's came great. by here. Absolutely. I love that. So I'm very much looking forward uh, to the next season. Now, when they run out of material, will they start doing futuristic stuff? Maybe. Like the Queen in Space? I hope so. <laughs> Imelda Staunton. I think I said Emma, but Imelda oh, Staunton. Imelda yeah. Staunton. Talking right. spaceship now. <laughs> All right, we're ready for, uh, I guess, mystery clips. Oh, oh, no, 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 Son of a bitch. Nope, it's right here. I didn't see it. It wasn't handed to me. Here we go. Uh, based on the New York Times bestselling novel Nine Perfect Strangers, uh, it takes place at a 10-day retreat where nine distressed individuals surrender themselves to a mysterious director. And in this clip, Melissa McCarthy shares why she enjoyed filming the series. Everything about it seemed dreamy. It was such a good collection of people. And uh, it felt right even when we were doing it. It was like it it was such a great, talented, but also super nice, super fun group of people that 
you know, when you get that, and it's, it's not always like that. I don't, I don't want to, I don't think I want to see it. Uh, nine Perfect Strangers <laughs> premieres tonight on Hulu. Who's uh, Here's the next clip. Flag Day shows the struggles of a young girl coming to terms with her father's troublesome past. And here, star and director Sean Penn explains what it was like to film with his own daughter. She's just a, a force of it, so I feel, I, you know, I really do feel that, uh, you know, we have to relearn our craft all the time, and that in so doing, uh, I learned a lot from her, just because she would approach things in such a directly honest way. Do you like having your back rubbed? <laughs> um, is this daughter with Robin Wright? Uh, yes. Because she, uh-huh. I'm looking at, a, at her and she, she looks right She's definitely got... She's right as rain. Picked up some of her mother's genetics, so... There's also um, a music by Olivia Vetter, Eddie yes. Vedder's daughter in this movie. We talked about that yesterday. Okay. You weren't here, but yeah. yeah um, um, and also Eddie. And Eddie does as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is, uh, which is cool because yeah. they worked on Into the Wild together. Yep. Uh, Sean Penn and he, and now both of their daughters are yeah. involved in this project, so it's really cool. All right, and that... Is yeah, that's it. That's what I have for you, entertainment report wise. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff going on this morning, including this last minute little edition, which is pretty awesome. And at some point, we're gonna we're gonna whip out a question for you. Uh, we're not gonna give this away now, but we actually have a score of the film E.T. that is signed by legendary composer John Williams. He's very good. And a four pack of tickets for uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial which is in concert tonight at the TD Pavilion at the Man. That I mean that is actually something that I think would accrue in value. You know, I mean that you have John Williams signed score of a classic movie. So the Man Center Festival Orchestra will be performing the music live as you watch the movie. We've talked about these cool. events that they yeah. do. So uh at some point this morning we'll have your opportunity to win that. So if you are interested Hang with us this morning. And also, don't forget a secret text where we have a chance for you to win the movie Crime Story. So, text word secret to 39333. You could win that way. Coming at you. Or uh, <laughs> if you're interested in tickets to see John Mullaney, I can give away a pair of those right now. Whoa. Caller number 17 at 215 263 WMMR. And this show will be October 12th at the Academy of Music. It's the 12th show <laughs> that he'll be performing in Philly because the other 11 are sold out. Uh, and tickets, by the way, went on sale yesterday, so uh, they may already be sold out. I don't know. So call number 17-215-263-WMMR. We'll give you those tickets to see John Mulaney, Academy of Music, uh, in October. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Some guests and other things going on as well. We'll tell you about that when we get back. Stay with us. Join Steve Morrison Wednesday from 5 to 7 at Monster Pets at 1946 South Columbus Boulevard in South Philly for an MMRBQ ticket raid. Win tickets every 15 minutes and check out their brand new aquarium section and dog wash. Real quick, Steve, since we mentioned, you know, the, the ticket raid that you're doing, I'm uh, tonight I'm doing something completely different. Uh, I am hosting the Doggy Parade at uh, the Telford Night Market. Really? Yes, I am. The Doggy Parade. Mm-hmm. So, and what goes on there? Uh, Doggy's Parade. That's it? And uh, Son's owners? Or are uh, they no, the, no, the owners will okay. be there, and, and uh, there will be prizes and things like that. But Are, you, are your doggies participating? No, my doggies are not. Uh, no, they would go crazy. Yeah. They would, they would right. not be They would not be judged well. They're a little hyper. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I'll be there tonight. Oh, that's awesome. Yep, so it'll be fun. Hey, um, Kathy mentioned something in the news, and Steve, you sent me a news story yesterday 
uh, that is not just in our area, no, uh, but kind of a nationwide uh, shortage of bus drivers. Yes. And um, it's interesting because they're obviously offering up some great incentives for part-time, I think it was, Kathy, you were saying? Yeah, so so bus drivers are, It's I guess it's a part-time position, but they are guaranteeing um, four hours at least. They said you can pick up more time, but what's actually re- seems really good about this job is that it comes with benefits, a pension, um, and retirement plan, which a lot of part-time jobs don't. Okay. So, technically, when I... As it works, you know, during a normal school year where kids are, are on the bus and going to school, um, the bus driver does, you know, the, the rounds in the morning. And I assume on the pickup on the other side, mm-hmm. I assume there's a big span of time which they're idle, right? Right. So, Unless you're like uh, doing um, field trips or, you know, right, things, right. Things, things Well, I think that's where lines. you can yeah. pick up the You know the what you hours. should do? Mm-hmm. Take the bus and then put in. Uh, like an Uber sign up on the window. No. Right. Well, no, don't you think of- <laughs> Pick up 30 people in a clip, right, Preston? Yeah. Right. No, but don't you see, they go back to the bus yard. So they, they sit Do there they? all day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they sit I wonder- out there? No, 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 no. The, they, they drop the buses back off at the bus yard. And then it's they go a- back to pick them up. So it's like we're going to split shift. All right. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, man. My friend who used to uh, work at the, the last stand, <laughs> that my favorite hot dog stand, she would drive a bus. So she would do it in the morning. Right. And then she would hot dog stand it during the day. And then she would, you know, hop okay. onto the bus. And so is, is, is the job technically considered a full-time job or is it, is it are all of those school bus drivers considered part-time? A good question. I do not know. Uh, by the way, so uh, schools need to attract new people into the industry. They're highlighting the benefits of the position, such as flexible hours and summers off that's, as well. That's not bad. Uh, there's like a 30% reduction in bus drivers. They said a lot of bus drivers are often, in, they include retirees. Yes. And a lot of them left, uh, you know, for health reasons because of COVID and so on. Right. And concerns for their own health and also some uh, enhanced unemployment benefits or uh, causing people to not... Uh, get on board. And also, people with a commercial driver's license, which is required, uh, also may have dr- been drawn to other jobs in the transportation industry that offer more competitive pay. So, so uh, CDL drivers are a commodity right now. Okay. So, we asked, or I've asked this question before, and I don't know if, if we have the definitive answer. Are most school buses that are being driven around today that you'll see out and about, are they automatic transmissions or are they standard? Now I think they're, they're automatic. Now they're okay. automatic. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the long term, this is kind of interesting. The National School Transportation Association is, is lobbying the federal government to allow a license, a special license, just for school bus drivers that will remove a repair oriented under the hood vehicle inspection requirement under the CDL test. That is only relevant to long haul truckers. That's what I figured. Well, so you, it's you not the to, same thing. Right now, you have to right. do all that. You huh. have to go through all that. But they're trying to uh, maybe push something through so it's a little less complex if you're going to be a bus driver as opposed to somebody who's driving cross country. Especially you know? if, like, you, you see regular buses and school buses. I know there are some areas that I would see all the time in Maniunk where. You would have to go those tight streets. The way oh they would have God, to negotiate yeah. them in those buses yeah. was a freaking nightmare. By the way, amongst all of us here on the show, 
Casey would be the best bus driver. Oh my God! But I so, was yeah. just about to say I would never want to be a bus driver. <laughs> but you would you would entertain the kids. <laughs> nah, maybe I would right. not be a good bus driver. Get, but you've driven back, a bus. Yeah. Down, shut up! <laughs> shut up! I know how to drive a bus. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But yeah. I would not be a good bus driver. Because a bus driver is not just the person driving the bus. You'd be like Chris Farley and uh, Billy Madison. That that type of bus driver. You, uh, you don't know that. Movie. No, I don't know. Uh, movie. But anyway, they're more than that. The bus driver's more than just a person driving the bus. They're, they are, uh, you know, they number one, they're in charge. Right. Uh, and they're also kind of the social director. Of well, the, of yes. The, they're, they're keeping the, the kids safe. They're making sure everybody feels, you know, uh, comfortable. Uh, you know, all of that stuff. Why do you know how to drive a bus? Oh, because in my, in my band and the image, we bought a bus. We bought a full-size okay. school bus <laughs> for $1,000. Oh, it was seriously a school bus? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a school bus, still yellow and the whole thing. We ripped out half the seats in the back, and, and we built a son. wall, and that's where our equipment went behind okay. there. And then we made, like, benches and stuff like that. And then oh my gosh. I was one of the only people that knew how to drive a stick, and it was a manual right. transmission. It was actually fun to drive. How it many, was really fun to how drive. How many gears? Oh, I don't remember five. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was about right, maybe maybe like, four. Yeah, you were like on your way to being a real deal. Yeah, man, <laughs> I could do it. And the thing about that piece of crap bus, man, we'd be driving it <laughs> at night after you know wrapping up. So it's like three o'clock in the morning. We're driving back, and all of a sudden you start seeing fire coming. Out. <laughs> was what? that a feature? <laughs> the engine compartment, and we would oh, we'd stop, pull over, stop, open it up. And the manifold would be glowing red. <laughs> That's a good I sign. mean, red, right. solid yeah. red. And we'd have to sit there and let it cool off before we could drive. You wouldn't it. pour some gasoline on it. Right. <laughs> it was hydromatic, <laughs> systematic. <laughs> that thing's on fire. <laughs> when we would have uh, field trips when we were in school, the uh, if they were local field trips, it would be a normal school bus. But if you took a field trip out of state, oh yeah, you got to go on the crap coaches, yeah. which yes. had air Different. conditioning, uh-huh. bathroom, bathroom in the back, Steve, yep. and seatbelts. And so all of a sudden, you go from like the the. School bus that everybody knows and loves, and, and, and you know, you'd bounce off the back of the top and, and, and ram your head into the ceiling anytime it would go over a bump. To these to luxury that. coaches, it, it, like going out of state on the field trip, that was, you were going in high style. By the way, on the bus, we, we knew where all the bumps were. Uh-huh. And, and if you yeah. sat right above the wheel well, yeah. uh, that would get you the, all right, you know, we're almost there, get ready, and then boom. And if you would yeah. jump up just a little bit yes. with... With the bump, you could launch all well, the way to the ceiling. It was like the vomit comet. You were you were, yeah. you were getting uh, 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 weightlessness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the corner of, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cedar Road and Forsyth. The corner had a bump. Yeah, that, where you would catch major air. It was like a bucking bronco. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely, you had to sit in the right spot. It was uh, right behind the Ridley Community Center. Um, so we used to do a musical every year, and then so when it got to time for like dress rehearsals, we took the bus from the school to the Ridley Community Center, and and the bus had to go around the back, and that is where I mean you got, and we loved it, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah sure. It was not dang- we didn't care. It was so in your early years and my years of school going back. <laughs> There was never, you were never chastised for going up and down the, the aisle of the bus and talking, uh-huh. visiting with people as the vehicle was in motion. There was no attention to safety. I did get yelled at one time because I I, I timed it out perfectly. So yeah. I knew the bus driver was going to come to a stop and I was in the back of the bus 
and I was going to, uh, as he stopped, you know, run forward, and yes. I'd have a little more momentum, and I ran all the way to the front of the bus, and I was hauling ass, <laughs> and he yelled at me. Rightfully so. Yes. It was really dangerous well, to do that. But what you wanted that. to do also is the bus would move forward. If you were to to kind of run at it and keep the pace, oh, yeah, yeah, outside yeah. would be right. would be in one place. It's like being on the walking exactly. uh, the, the people movers. That was so much fun. Uh, and my friend, one of my best friends, Ben, got in big trouble one time because it was uh, it might have been the last day of school. And just as he stepped off, he lit a firecracker. That's wrong. Threw it in the butt. Dude, the bus driver <laughs> ran after him. <laughs> Left the bus, park, put through the bus in park, ran after him, and grabbed his ass and dragged him back, and so he got in trouble. Stuff like that would get it. And then also, the big, big, big no-no, going out the back door. Oh, no. Oh, you, yeah. You, you, got, you get your ass kicked. But the badasses always sat in the back. Do you yes, remember yes, that? Yes, to hide, to hide what was going on. Exactly. Yeah. The tough guys sat in the back, and I eventually got to where I graduated to the rear of the bus. Yeah. Which is so funny because this is how out of touch I was when I eventually learned about Rosa Parks right, and, yeah, yeah. and the Civil Rights Movement. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to sit in the back of the bus? <laughs> where the cool people are in the back of the bus. And I didn't realize until later Rosa on. Parks didn't want to be with the cool kids? But it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a, a bizarre honor to sit in the back with all the stoners, the freaks, as they were known in Come my day. Come on back. Yeah. yeah. You guys ever been on the bus where uh, the... Uh, somebody gets called out, and so like the the fight starts on the bus, but not physically. But that's where the the jawing and I the jamming. Yeah, I call yeah. you out. Yes, yeah, I call I, you out. And then, uh, so when I was on the bus in high school, there were only like three, four bus stops, right? Yeah, you, you know, and you went down four twenty, and one dude called another dude out, and like everybody got off the bus at the same time. <laughs> and Wayne, our bus driver, is probably like. I'm like, why did 50 kids just get off of the bus all at once? And it was the worst fight ever. Nobody wanted to throw the first punch, you know, which in hindsight hey, is probably better. And by the way, what is, I wonder what the protocol is now for a school bus driver uh, if a fight breaks out on the bus. What do you do? Do you actually get in there physically and pull them apart? Because that gets into a legal to know this. gray area. Oh, the bus driver is required to open the doors of the bus as it's moving and just gently jump out. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Slow the bus down to a little bit. Hey, yeah, why do you know that? Um, I saw it in a movie called Speed. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to, we have uh, some bus drivers or people calling in to talk about it. I'm going to go to Eric, who is a bus driver. Eric, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, man. What's up? Uh, just a little insight. I uh, I work for a big school district in Bucks County. I am actually a driving this morning. Well, I'm actually parked on the side of the road this morning. <laughs> okay, uh, that's very but, good. Uh, yeah, waiting for my first stop to come up. But, uh, yeah, I do have a little bit of insight on uh, what it takes. It takes a long time to actually get the uh, license, uh, usually about six to eight weeks, and usually that's unpaid training. Wow. So that's a lot of the stuff that's really detrimental to uh you know, a lot of people coming on board sure. where they go through the class. And it's then a they time commitment. Yeah. Eric, did, um, did you have to learn, uh, as Preston was talking about, with the specific license, the, uh, the, the, under the Yeah, the under-the-hood yeah. maintenance issues? Yeah, that is part of the test. Is right. You have to do a walkout. You have to pop the hood. You have to name un- individual parts under the uh, under the hood before you ever can pass your test. And then after that, like after you get your license, you never have to look at it again. You okay. never right. look at it again. <laughs> of right. course. Um, yeah. As far as uh, kids fighting on the bus or anything like that, we are not allowed to involve ourselves at all. Just call on the radio and let them duke it out and that's pretty much it oh my god and eric have you ever had that happen 
I have not had it happen personally to me, but uh, I actually we had an incident last year where uh, one of the students got their head smashed into the window, broke the window oh on the side. Oh my god! Wow! Wow! Over the radio, where they had to call, and uh, you know, that basically was... just. Yeah, that was always a, a bit of a fear of mine because it could happen like a brawl, really a bus easy. Brawl? Yeah, yeah, it could happen real easy. You get, you know, people. Uh, listen, you're stuck yeah, on that bus. You have, you have no choice, and there might be some people who just don't get along and have had a beef with each other for a while. And next thing you know, it happens on the bus, man. And that's a, that's a little capsule that you're in. Hey, Eric, yeah, do, does does your bus have seatbelts? The uh, actually the small bands, which are kind of like half buses, they do have seatbelts. The larger buses, they do not have right. seatbelts, but they have very high seats now. So actually, to be honest, you can't even really see a lot of the kids right. in the back because they raise the seats so high hmm. that you can't even really see what's going on. So it's kind of you know honor system. Luckily, I haven't run into very many problems so far in the years I've been doing it. But uh, I know some situations where they have. What if you get somebody who's, like, vaping or because uh, I'm sure that people is, don't that smoke has anymore? That happened many times. But you know what a lot of things, uh, a lot of other bus drivers are narcs. I'll be perfectly honest. So we're driving behind another bus, and we see vape coming out of the window or things like that. You can call ahead or radio ahead to the other driver, let them know what's going on. or radio mm. back to this And then, then what are you supposed to do as a driver if you find out somebody's you, on your bus? Basically, you cannot really do anything except you have a write-up slip. And if you catch them doing it, you can write them up, you turn it into the school district, and then you basically have to, they handle it from there. They right. don't give you sidearms? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Some days. Wow. Yeah, uh, you know. Eric, do you like what you do? I actually, you know what? I was in manufacturing for many years before I got laid off. I was looking for a job. Uh, worked, I worked with my family, with my, my kid, and I actually love it. I, I always say that the... Uh, the worst uh, days at this job are better than the majority of the best days at my other job. Wow. So so for what we're hearing, uh, Kathy gave, uh, I think it's close to $20 an hour with benefits and all that stuff. As far as you're concerned, it's it's a very um, very workable occupation yeah, if someone's it, interested. It technically is part-time, but I mean, I make over 40 hours a week almost every week. Oh. Uh, it, it, it's hours available if you want to. It depends, obviously, on the school district or the uh, the company that you work for, if they have extra camps and, and other schools that they do. But uh, there's definitely, you can definitely make good money. And I make, uh, you know, definitely make more more money than I did actually in manufacturing. So, wow. you know, Eric, I've done pretty well. Do you refer to them as your kids? Uh, no, no, okay. not my kids. I have one kid. But... No, some people do. Some bus drivers have had, yeah, I got, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm taking my kids into school today, you know. It's either kids yeah. or the little pricks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Uh, do you get along with them pretty well? Oh, yeah, absolutely, especially the high school kids. Actually, for the most part, they're pretty cool. You treat them like adults. You know, they're, they'll treat your respect. And I really, I've like I said, I've never had any issues. But then again, I'm also, you know, in my mid-30s. So I'm, um, you know, kind of like they, they're cool with me. Right, they're, you're not, you're not the, 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 the old, old guy with the yeah. big bushy mustache. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You freaking cage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that's All right, good. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, thanks, Eric. Appreciate it, All right, man. Take care. Nice. Uh, hang on, I'm going to go to, uh, let's go to J.D. This is interesting. Hi, J.D., good morning. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. <laughs> What's up, dude? Uh, so I just wanted to, I'm going to leave the, the bus driver nameless. Um, but when we were, uh, when we were younger, <laughs> My bus stop was the bus stop for all the kids to get off. There was like ten or fifteen of us, mm-hmm. and uh, the bus driver used to used to slow down when we were coming up to the coming up to my driveway, and uh, he'd say he'd look back at all of us, and we'd all hop into the aisle on our bus, and he'd come flying up to the driveway and slam on the brakes, and we all hold on to each other like a caterpillar <laughs> and fall over. Yeah, were you standing up or sitting down? Sitting down. Okay, so you guys would all sit like toboggan style, 
Like yeah. you're in a bobsled. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it breaks and you would slide forward. I love that. That's pretty wild. And this, yeah, this bus driver, he was like, he was like in his 70s, so I don't think he really... He didn't okay. care. No. He was drunk. Fire. He was drunk. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> nice. You know, he re- thanks, man. He reminds me of something Thank we you. used to do as well, Preston. So uh, you would you would push yourself up on both seats mm-hmm. and and suspend your feet. Oh, in the middle, right? Yeah, in the, yeah, and, in the aisle. And, and as the car, you were almost like a pendulum. Yeah, yeah. It was totally. Yeah, it was great. There was stuff to do to entertain. <laughs> of course, yourself there the was. As a as a car driver now, I do hate getting behind a bus, and not because they stop all the time, but if you get a couple of kids looking back at you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Making faces or, or whatever. I just do, you know what I do? I take the I take the shade. And, and I point just, it down? And I put it down so my eyes aren't even visible. I just like, I don't, I don't feel like playing I with got you beat. I pleasure myself with a slice of cheese. Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah. That, that was you? Yeah, yeah. A slice of cheese. A slice of cheese. Wow. I should start sucking on a pickle. Hey, oh, my God. I, I mean, carry uh, on the legend. I'm on the radio. Now. How are you doing? Uh, let's see. I have uh, Frank. Hi, Frank. You're on the air. Good morning, sir. Fire talk. Hey. Fire talk. What's up, bud? Um, so we used to smoke a lot of weed on the bus. Wow. <laughs> yeah. She was, like, ancient. And she either just didn't know or didn't care or enjoyed the smell. But... We like would literally pull out bongs from the backpack. Well, like you know, in the backpack. What? And when thought, was this? How, what, what, what year? year? Uh, so I graduated two thousand four. So this was probably like early two thousand. Wow, so I was thinking like nineteen eighties. That's what I was hour. thinking. Yeah, so we so never that had, recently. We never had the the balls to do that. Nobody Jeez. ever lit up on the bus. Yeah, she just like, and I I don't understand how she didn't know. Like, if you walked out of that bus, it just looked like Cheech and Chong. <laughs> Frank, Frank, let me ask you. So was everyone, because she was allowing you to do that, were they super cool with her? Well, yeah, we, we were all stoners. We all called her grandma. She just, <laughs> the poor woman, I don't think Dude, she knew. All right, like, so if listen, if you're doing bongs on the bus, that means you spent all day at school with a bong in your backpack. <laughs> Yeah, well... That's pretty stupid. Yeah. Oh, my God. How Do you have any idea how stupid? Like, (laughs) there is literally drug dogs sometimes, and we never got caught. Like, yeah. Let me ask you. Hey, I didn't bring the bong. I just partake. Right, right. Wasn't me. Let me ask ask you you guys. Thanks, Frank. So, obviously, you know, I I never indulge, but I know for a fact at the high school that I went to that there was an area off to a small woods that was adjacent to mm-hmm. the school where paraphernalia was kept for breaks. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, yeah. We didn't have a, that. That's pretty cool, oh. though. So there was a designated area for post-school and pot smoking? During school. And during school. Wow. Because if you got to a certain age, you could leave the school to go out for lunch and stuff. Right. I guess people left it, we had, you know, in their cars. Right. Because right? yeah. right. we, could, we could leave for lunch. We could leave and, and go to McDonald's or yes. something like that if you Same. wanted to. Yeah. If, if you were a senior. Uh, and so we would always go over to Danny's house and <laughs> do bongs. <laughs> yeah, we would do them there. We wouldn't do them on the bus. I mean, yeah, that'd be I'm ridiculous. Not, it's ridiculous. Degenerate. That'd be disrespectful. Uh, How close was Danny to the high school? Uh, it was a stretch. So it wasn't, wasn't crazy far, but we had he lived just in the the enough time to get there. Uh-huh. You kind of had to give up eating you could, unless you brought your lunch with you. Oh, wait a right. second. So you didn't so, have time to stop off and eat and go over there. You had, you had to make your choice. But, but we, you could, have the, we could raid his fridge. Didn't you have the munchies when you got back? 
No, uh, yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, I don't remember that part of it. Uh, <laughs> you, me, you ate the frog in biology class. <laughs> let me go to John, who works for a school bus company. Hi, John. Good morning. What's up, bitches? Yo, man. So, listen, do you currently uh, drive a bus? No, I work in the uh, service parts of the bus. My wife drives a bus, and I've been working with buses for... Probably about 20 years. I could probably keep you on air for an hour with the stories I've heard. <laughs> I believe oh, it, Yes, man. please, give us one. Um, a good one is they have a school. I'm not going to mention the school or the, the the child's name for obvious reasons. But, uh, I mean, they got thrown off the bus. They would bring adults' toys on the bus and start hitting the kids with them. Oh, my God. And this was after she had already been to a regular school. Like, this is the school they send you before they send you to, like, juvie. Right. Like, this is your last chance as a student. Oh, boy. And, uh. So, I mean, I have a million stories like that, but I wanted to take it back a second to what you were talking about with the fights. Yes. A lot of these drivers, they have these routes, and they know they have these problem kids. Um, they usually have an aide with them, and the aide can usually try to verbally talk them down and kind okay. of get in the way, but okay. they're not physically allowed to restrain right. or touch the kids or right. hit the kids. So what they're instructed to do is let dispatch know. They pull over and call the cops. Yeah, okay. that's all well, that makes do. sense. Yeah. It does make sense. I mean, because you you will have parents that are that will get incensed that you laid a hand on their child, or oh, they're the, or they're God the, they're the first one through accuse you, and they're you know, the first one to accuse you and say, "No, my kid would never do that." Right, well, right. Here's yes. The, here's the video footage of your kid doing that. So, <laughs> yeah. and if it turns out to be medical, they're called told to call nine one one as well and say, okay. "Look, I've done what I can." Right. Okay. That's right. interesting. I so wonder. aid on the bus. That makes sense. So it's basically like an air marshal. Right. Yeah. 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 Totally. Pretty much. I mean, there's these there's vans out there that have, you know, two kids on them with a nurse and an aide. Right. And, you know, the kid has, you know, certain conditions where he gets enraged. And they know this. They plan for this. There's right. extra time in the route for this. And right. so if things happen, they, they address them the only legal way they can. So let um, me ask you. So if, if you are an aide on a, a school bus... Are you hired by the the bus company, or you're hired by the district? What uh... you're hired you're hired by the bus company, and sometimes there's like there's some uh, special schools where you'll go to school. And they'll give you the aid, right? That is trained. I yes. mean, we've had ex security guards, ex cops that are that are already knowledgeable above basic aid to handle these types of kids. Okay, all right, interesting. And, and nine times out of ten, the parents don't want anything to do with it. So, like, look, take my kid to school, do what you have to do. I got to go to work. This yeah, is where we're at. Okay. I killed someone, I have to leave town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You keep him. Uh, make, sure he gets, make sure he gets to school, and if he's a problem, just take him to his father's house. He doesn't right. anymore. Well, thank you, John. It was, uh, I, I didn't know that. That, that, that an aid is a regular thing. Appreciate it, man. All right. Well, anyhow, they're looking for work. If if you if there's a uh, an avenue that you haven't thought about heading down career-wise, right now it's just part-time, but as our first caller said, it can lead to full-time hours. Yes. Uh, it's offering competitive pay and benefits and all this stuff, so school bus driver might be something to Absolutely. consider. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, listen, I want to take a break because we have to, we got to go on TV. So we got to do our makeup, we got to get yeah. rid of the same, we're going to take a break, come back in a second. Got to put my chicken cutlets in. Freshen up and we'll uh, we'll go live on Fox <laughs> Good Day. We have the B-File coming up. We got a lot of stuff to give away too, and the Cooling Caravan. Uh, from our friends at T-Mobile and Duncan is headed out today. We'll get you details on that and how you can get the cooling caravan coming to your place of business. We'll be back in a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Stephen Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we have a new Daily Rush video that's up and running. Casey's embarrassing Joe Keery story. <laughs> uh, the description says all you needed to do was introduce Joe Keery from Stranger Things and not bring up Wetzel's pretzels. <laughs> You can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, and it's sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. So if you haven't seen that yet, you can now check it out and enjoy, friends. We did. Uh, we're going live on Fox Good Day. Here we go. Hey, Preston Steve. What's happening? How are you? Morning, guys. Good. Hey. I have a question about alcohol and behavior, but first, <clears throat> how's Nick? Ah. Hey wow. guys, I'm doing I'm doing okay. I, it's a real injury, a serious problem. I have a, a real concussion. I fell off a mountain last week, and uh, there's a long and complicated story. But thank you for asking. I'm doing better today than I was a week ago. So um, thank you for inquiring. I appreciate it. Yeah, seeing you now, you look great. Thank you. Yeah. What you posted on Instagram was really worried. It was pretty ugly, and um, uh, I've gotten better, but uh, it's been a week. So uh, I look better today than I did uh, a week ago, for sure. Thank you. And you know what? I love your adventurous spirit. You're like, no matter what people are saying, you're going to get back out there. Because those are some beautiful views. My gosh. What about yeah. Mount Rainier? Uh, it was not Mount Rainier. It was in Washington State. I actually was on Rainier earlier in the trip, but it was a, a place called Mount McGregor, which is near North yeah. Cascades National Park, also in Washington State. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's dangerous. <laughs> if you, it, uh, so be careful if you go there. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. since Nick's going to keep doing it, if you're interested in a career in radio, keep your resumes <laughs> ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. right. Um, uh, yeah, I'd like to do some radio. Yeah, uh, sure. We've contested, uh, contended that Nick is still at the bottom of that ravine with his yes. He's completely passed out. Oh, this is a dream. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the question of the day. Uh, apparently, there's a, there's a study out that says that we are not completely different people when we're drunk. And that alcohol actually makes us more of the person we actually are. So how many times have, sir, I've done this in my life over and over again. I'm so sorry it was the booze talking. (laughs) So I can't use that anymore. No. Don't Mm. they say drunken words are sober thoughts? Uh Aha. Interesting. I've never heard that one. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, definitely, it's it's an inhibitor. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, or it uh, it relaxes your yeah. yeah, it relaxes your inhibitions and uh, and maybe you are a little bit more um, uh, open to expressing at that moment and, what you really feel and using that because right. that's the perception that I'll just say what I want. I think I, I've always contended that uh, it it amplifies the a hole within. And that, mm-hmm. that like, the other things, like even, like, pot, I've, I'd rather be around people who are doing that because I find that people who are inclined to be repugnant people get more repugnant as they drink. Does that make sense? So the question-
question is, do you believe it? Like, if someone says something really hurtful, like, oh, I've always hated you, I just pretend every day, something like that. I would believe that they hated me. (laughs) Yeah, I'd believe that they hated me. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's one of my best friends growing up. His name was Ben, and and so we we had these two different personalities that would come out when we drink. You had (laughs) sentimental Ben and depressing (laughs) Preston. Uh, And and mine was like, dude, we're all gonna die one day. You know, I mean, like I would just start to say all this stuff, and, and he would be like, I love you guys so much. It's just so great to be around. You guys. I like those. So there's a variety. That's good. I like that. Yeah. It's not just yeah. the a hole. It comes no, out, no, no, no. So. Yeah. True. How about yeah. the criers when they drink too mm. much? The, the criers. They yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They start weeping. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but I, I think that I think it's not necessarily the real you because the real you also no. has those inhibitions to go. You know what? I kind of feel this way, but it's not appropriate to say that right now. That's the real you. Yeah. As well. That's a lot when I'm drinking. He Do you? Aggressive. Very, yeah. Oh, aggressive. <laughs> yeah. You guys can't picture that? Kathy, you can't I, picture that? No, I mean, I guess I could. I don't know. This I just... I would think you'd be more fun. Jolly Mike is all an act. Yeah, what do you, yeah, what do you mean by aggressive, though? Not, well, not, not fighting or anything No, like not that. fighting. Just, uh, do you mean uh, running down Broad Street with your pants off? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> He's more intense with his words. Yeah. yeah I, more I, intense. Vulgarities come out. Oh, well, yeah, that, that's us as well. When we crack yeah. the mics, yeah, it's, it's hard. But, yeah, we, we get that. I'll take you out on Friday, and I'll show you what happens. <laughs> I want to see that. Let's yeah. do it. Let's have a night out. I love it. See you guys. All right, take Bye. care, guys. We'll see you Bye. later. Nice. Hey, uh, coming up a little bit later on, we're going to have a chance for you to win uh, this really cool kind of last-minute thing that we have. It is a signed score uh, from the film E.T., signed by John Williams. I saw him sign it. Possibly the greatest movie composer of oh, all time. And it's a beautiful score. Uh, and so we're going to we're gonna do a trivia question about E.T. to give away because they're going to be... That's it. The John Williams uh, score will be performed uh, tonight, by the way... Uh, for a screening of the film at the Mann Center uh, and the festival, the, the Mann Center Festival Orchestra will be performing the music as you watch awesome. the movie. It's so great when they do that. The, 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 the orchestra is there. You're watching the movie. They do the music live. It's a really cool event. So E.T. Uh, signed the score? No, no. John Williams uh, signed I witnessed it. I'm a notary on my home planet. <laughs> You're a notary as well? One of his fingers has that yeah, imprint. Has a stamp right on yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so He's we will. Really uh, talented. I mean, the botany thing. And... We'll yeah. give away. We'll give away that score and also uh, a four pack of tickets. And by the way, tickets start at just twenty five dollars. You can go to mancenter dot org to get those. So and we have a few other things going on too. We have the uh, the cooling caravan, uh, which, by the way, I want to mention. This is the the Duncan Community Cruiser is going to a business. Uh, this morning, we'll reveal who that is later on. Uh, and if you, we're going to do a few more stops when yes. the summer's up. We're running out of time. Uh, so if you'd like for us to come by your office or work site, just click the cooling caravan link on precedentsteve.com and enter your company and just tell us a few things about. Uh, you and your business, and uh, you might win a little appearance there this morning. Uh, I like our methodology with this. We wanted to let five heat waves pass before we finally did it, yeah. and I think it's working out now. Yep, so uh, we have your chance to get on board with that. Just go to the website. All right, let's do the B-Fox. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre all right, we're going to begin with the story about an employee at a West Valley City petting zoo. She escaped an alligator attack with her life and all her limbs on Saturday thanks to her skill and training as well as the bravery of two customers who were there. This footage is terrifying. Lindsay Bull was taken to a hospital after the eight-foot-long alligator grabbed her hand during a feeding. 
On Monday, she said a surgeon performed a procedure that should mean she won't lose function in her hand. And she said she plans to return to the job when she recovers. With a gun. Uh, Petting zoo owner Shane Richens said that everyone who works with wild animals knows it's a dangerous job. Bull typically works with large reptiles like this alligator who is named Darth Gator, by the way. Darth Gator. So she knows there's definitely a lot of risk. Uh, Video of the attack shows a small group including a few children, uh, pressed into the, quote, safety zone around a glass enclosed tank. And inside was a large alligator that Bull was about to feed in front of the group, uh, which had paid for a private tour. The animal had climbed out of the water and onto a concrete ledge. Bull said that it wasn't that wasn't that unusual and that she often has to coax him back into the water during feeding. She said he's not supposed to come up on this platform. And in the video, she tells the guest said she was going to try to get him back into the water and that it would be, quote, a little boring for a second. Mm-hmm. That switched quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bull opened the door into the tank, and the gator lurched toward her. Whoa. Uh, and back, she says, extending her hand, and then it reached out and latched onto her hand. Someone in the crowd gasped. Bull jumped into the pool with her hand still in the reptile's mouth. And one of the workers said, we've got trouble in here. And then the gator started to do the roll, the death roll, which is a common predatory move, which is meant to dismember prey. It's meant to rip your arm off. So in the footage here, we're looking and and one of the people jumps on the gator to stop the gator from doing the roll. Right. Uh, So Bull herself rolled with him in order to keep her hand. Like, she knew what to do. She was smart, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, So in the video, you can hear children's yelling and stuff. A wise man jumped into the enclosure to hold the animal down. Another man, Todd Christopher, leaned through the door uh, to talk to Bull and to try to help. He was able to pull her out when the animal let go. Uh, so she ended up uh, being taken to the hospital, and but, they did surgery. But the hand should be okay. And she says, "Yeah, she yeah. should get the function of her hand." My God. But that's that's pretty terrifying. It's pretty video. violent. The yeah, video. very, very scary. Yeah. <laughs> you still was, here? He's a witness. <laughs> he's a botanist. Are you also like an alligator expert? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. How about this? Uh, an eyewitness said a roller coaster part that struck and injured a woman Sunday at Cedar Point looked like a metal disc flying through the air. Uh, the woman, whose condition oh remained God. unknown, fell to the ground after the part struck her in the head, according to John McDermott. Uh, the woman was waiting in line for the Top Thrill Dragster, one of the park's most popular rides. Uh, McDermott was at the park with his girlfriend uh, and his son. He said that he was standing in line at the Top Thrill Dragster himself and was perhaps 15 to 20 feet from the woman when the part struck her. He said, I didn't know what really happened at first. I saw a thing. The thing hit the crowd. The lady fell. I heard it bounce off the concrete. It was something metal. It wasn't a small object. It was pretty big, bigger than the palm of my hand, and it looked like a metal disc flying through the air. Hey, you just won yourself a NASCAR bandana. Uh, The object that hit her came off the coaster's car as it was slowing down at the end of the ride. Uh, and a uh, the object became disengaged from the train. Uh, So two concerns here. One, that, that it came after her, and also what purpose did it serve on the roller coaster? Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Immediately after the woman fell, members of the crowd started calling for doctors, nurses, and other medical personnel. Several guests took off their shirts to help stem the bleeding until EMS arrived a few minutes later. And I don't really know the condition of the woman what? after this. Yeah. But I hope it's good. Yeah, no kidding. All right, how about this? A 2019 incident in which a man claims to have sustained a torn Achilles tendon while fleeing a bear is the subject of a new lawsuit. The lawsuit asserts that the man was confronted by the bear while staying at the Incline Rest Condo Complex in Lake Tahoe. Your Honor, I'm, I'm a simple bear. 
<laughs> I was doing what a bear will do. And so, in this case, I ask you to consider this a nature versus nurture quid pro. Well, you know all the legal stuff. Exculpatory. Does that help? Uh, he saw the bear after opening a dumpster while walking his dogs during uh, a Labor Day trip nearly two years ago. So I'm over here. I'm by the dumpster. Pretend the dumpster's right here. Up and to the left. The, Up and to the left. The lawsuit charges uh, once plaintiff was able to open the latch, he was immediately confronted by a bear who was in the dumpster. And isn't this, in fact, an indictment of the United States of America? Well, I am not going to stay here and listen to you. Bad mouth. Bad mouth the United States of America. Gentlemen, uh, the man alleges that he suffered the Achilles injury after falling as he tried to get away from the bear. And he wants $15,000 in compensatory damages uh, through the lawsuit. Uh, the Incline Village Condo Group and Waste Management are both listed in the filing with the man reportedly arguing that the latch on the dumpster didn't work in preventing the bear from getting inside. So that's his argument. Police uh, have arrested 43-year-old Stephanie Hilburn last Wednesday in connection with an investigation into an overdose in February. She's been charged with concealment of a human corpse. Oh. Police said that an alleged accomplice, uh, Deborah Elgin, who's in currently in state prison, is likely to face similar charges. So on Valentine's Day, police received an anonymous call for a welfare check on Patricia Barter. Officers headed to the home to speak to several people, including two of Barter's roommates, Hilburn and Deborah Eglin. Uh, police said that the two became nervous when asked to speak with Barter. And then police say Hilburn and Eglin directed them to Barter's bedroom, where they found her corpse lying on her bed, and she appeared to have been deceased for some time, detectives said. They said their investigation determined that Barter likely suffered a lethal overdose during the week of February 6th. With Eglin's help, Hilburn allegedly moved the body to the bedroom in an attempt to conceal the corpse from being discovered by guests. And police say they kept living under the same roof with the corpse, even hosting several parties and gatherings there so was the bo- during the following week. Was the body kept in the bed as if it was just asleep? Or? That I don't know. Right. But uh, police say that neither uh, uh, that neither of them had contacted police because they feared an investigation would uncover other illegal activity. They were doing drugs and stuff. So yeah. they had a dead body there. They didn't want to call the police, even though they didn't do anything to kill this person. Now they're in a lot of trouble. I heard that they uh, tied strings to the arms uh, so the neighbors would pass by. <laughs> and they could wave yeah. and yeah, pretend like it was all normal. Yeah. <laughs> Did this woman have a mustache yeah, and big, glasses? Big mustache. Yeah, okay. <laughs> authorities are grateful that someone who visited the home notified authorities that there was a body there. Uh, Eglin and Hilburn may have made purchases using Barter's Social Security debit card as well. So they're in some trouble. And there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File this morning. Uh, how about some beer? I know we have some of that to give away, right, Case? We do, yeah, yeah, You yeah, mentioned yeah. that we have uh, several cases, so I'd like to give away some right now. Uh, and we will take the 11th caller, 215-263-WMMR, and I will give you a case of Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. So not beer. Sorry about that. It's right. seltzer. It's good. But it's by Michelob Ultra. Yeah. Uh, and this uh, organic seltzer delivers a clean and pure liquid that is as real as it tastes. You can pair your Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer with wood fire oven artisan pizza at La Porta in Glen Mills. So caller number 11, tis yours. 215-263-WMMR. Coming up a little later on, John Dornboss. And when we return, somebody who might be taking a group of kids to the Little League World Series. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 
the Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, fellow rockers, Chaz here from Third Eye Hypnosis in Furlong, PA, about 10 minutes outside of Doylestown. I just celebrated 10 years in private practice and have been working with individuals from the tri-state area and beyond, assisting them to quit smoking, deal with stress, anxiety, panic attacks, PTSD, driving phobias, and so forth. Feel free to check out my website at thirdeyehypnosis.com, third is spelled out, or call me directly at 215-915-1737 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Thanks and rock on. Next message. Hi, my name is Taylor, and I work at Crazy Irons, a toy manufacturer located at 700 East Main Street in Norristown. We're currently hiring. If you have manufacturing, warehouse, reach trucks, or production experience, we may have the job for you. You can either stop into our office or email us at jobs at puttyworld.com. If you aren't looking for a job and just want to check out some of our awesome products, stop by our store. Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Uh, The Little League World Series, the whole wind down to this uh, begins, uh, actually, I think tomorrow, August 19th, uh, in Williamsport. Yeah. And um, we've got a team... We got we got a we got a horse in the running here, yeah, man. Yeah. We got a team from our area uh, that is representing the Mid Atlantic Regional. Now, I I don't know how all these uh, the, the the regions break down and how this works. So we're we're going to get a definitive answer here in just a moment. But the Upper Providence Little League uh, is in the running to to go the distance. <laughs> That's great. It's really awesome. Yeah. So we have the coach on the line of that team. Please welcome Mr. Ben Ludwig hey. to our program. Ben, good, hey, morning. good morning, guys. Hey, good, good, to, good to see you. So are you in Williamsport right now? I am. I'm in my little dorm room here in Williamsport. It's like the Ritz-Carlton here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're looking at it on a Zoom shot. It's a standard cinder block room yeah. that you're in. But, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, I bet that feels kind of cool to the kids, though, man. You guys are out on the road. It, the excitement has got to be ramping up. It's awesome. It's a dream come true for these kids. And from a coach's standpoint, living with 14 boys, we didn't know how it would play out, but... We're enjoying every minute of it. I have my own room here, yep. which managing has, has its privileges. My other two coaches are bumped up together in their own room. So <laughs> oh. I'm good here. Good. <laughs> yeah, good no, that's video. good. Let me ask you, what, what um, COVID uh, protocols are you guys having to adhere to because of all this? Yeah, it's been tough. There's been a lot of sacrifices, especially from the families. So we, we started the Mid-Atlantic Regionals last week in Bristol, Connecticut. Okay. So they had the same type of setting there where we were in dorms, right. just us and the 14 boys. They couldn't hug their parents. They couldn't see them. Um, it was tough. And and once we won that region, they put us on a bus and brought us right to Williamsport. So a lot of these kids haven't seen their mom and dad and, and families for you know, going on two weeks right now. Okay. And if we do well here, it could be another week and a half. All right. So we, hope, we hope happens. Can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so can you explain to me how this, how this breaks down and, and uh, where yeah. you guys have come from and where you are and where you need to go? Yeah, so, so this isn't your traditional Little League World Series year. Because of COVID, they eliminated the international teams. So usually there would be eight U.S. teams, region champs, and eight international teams. Uh, we are the Mid-Atlantic champs. So if, even if it was a normal year, we would be here right now, okay. which is great. And the kids realize that, and they love that. Uh, because of no international teams, they also brought the second-place team from every region. So there's two Mid-Atlantic, two Southeast, and so forth and so on to make 16 U.S. teams. Okay. 
Um, and so uh, it's uh, it's 16 teams from from here on out that are going to be competing. Uh, how many games per is is just one game uh, until you guys get down to the final series, or how, or is each one of these a series against other teams? No, it's just one game. Okay. So we have uh, a game on Friday at 1 o'clock, for instance. If we win that, we play Sunday at 2, and it kind of plays out from there, whether so, you win or lose. So how many games until you get to the, the final dance? Five games. Five. 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 Uh, we got you can do that. Games. Come on. Right? So, so, Coach, I have a question. Because in years past, there was uh, uh, sometimes there was controversy with the international teams. Uh, like, for example, the, the Japanese team uh, was the best of all of the players in Japan. It was like an all-star team from that country. But as far as the U.S. teams go, it's the best teams from our region, right? So it's Oaks, PA, Upper Providence. Like, yep. that. It's, it, it's that team that's been playing together forever. It's not an all-star from all the kids in Pennsylvania. Has, has any of that's, that changed over the years? No, it hasn't. That's the coolest part about our team. Most of our boys have been playing together since they were seven. That's they go great. to school together. They wow. play basketball together. They play other sports together. They're, you know, they're inseparable, which is really, really cool. Um, every little league has a boundary. Ours is just really upper Providence little league is essentially the spring Ford school district. So if you look at other leagues, they're bigger boundaries. They bring kids in, they do all sorts of things. We've, we've seen it all, but to have the same group of kids kind of work through this to 12 years old, I think that's one of the most rewarding things. Okay. I have a question, you know, and it, uh, this is, I, I don't necessarily approve of this type of thing, but I, but I also understand it, uh, at this age. Uh, are there scouts uh, that are watching these kids for future prospects? Uh, I'm sure there are. Yeah. It's it's crazy nowadays. We we haven't paid attention to it. We're not noticing it. But obviously, we have some really talented kids. So I'm sure there are people out there that are looking at the kids and kind of projecting. But these kids are 12. So who knows what they're going to look like when they're 15, 16, 17. But you guys see it in all sports. It's, it's getting really crazy. Where, it is. You know, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids are getting signed to college scholarships and things like that. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're not worried about that right now. Ben, as a coach, how do you handle the, the other side of things? you got a, you got a great group of winning kids here, and they're, and they're killing it. Uh, but I have been at, uh, at, at baseball tournaments and, and uh, events, and I've seen when – you lose how bad they can take it and uh and and how that can wreck a kid and i remember being that way as a kid too yeah, so yeah. as as the leader how do you, how do you handle moments like that well i'm lucky i have a great group of assistants as well um and we're all pretty loose uh you know so we and throughout this whole run even now here in williamsport we're not changing a thing we're going to practice how we practice the kids get to hang out they're goofing off i think these kids play better when they're loose and and we always kind of embed in them especially baseball it's a game of failure so you're going to fail. Right. And we just talk about them, how you, how you react when you fail, how you bounce back from that. That's one of the biggest things with this team. You know, when they were 8, 9, 10, we had a ton of tears yep. on every strikeout, on every error in the field. They've gotten so much tougher, and I think that's one of the contributing factors to them being here. If they didn't get tougher over the years, they obviously wouldn't be able to go on a run like they did right now because there was failure in this run. We, we lost in the state tournament and then had to win five games in five days mm. to make it out, including beating the team we lost to twice in a row wow so so that built a lot of character for the kids they shocked us frankly and and we're you know we just feel fortunate that we're here because i keep saying it's they did all the work they put the work in in the off season they uh they busted their butts to get here and it's, it's pretty cool to see it's it's cool for us to have a horse in the race too i've been friends with blaze DeSanto for a long time and, and blaze's son is on your team and uh, yep. also also named blaze and i was watching the game the other day on espn on national television and blaze DeSanto jr 
crushed a dinger. He hit a home run, and I found myself cheering as if uh, Bryce Harper had just hit a walk-off. You know, it was it was so neat to see this 12-year-old kid whose dad I've known for a really long time hit a home run on national television. And I'm sure for you, Coach, it, it, you just welled up with pride all the time for these kids. It was awesome. But Blaze is an interesting story. I'm, I'm sure you know it, but I'm going to bust on one of my assistant coaches here. Blaze started our district tournament over a month ago. And in and, and batting practice, our coach, Joe Schubert, who's a phenomenal coach, phenomenal pitcher. He's been pitching to our 12-year-old teams kind of as a guest practice pitcher for years. Uh, he hit Blaze with a fastball on his elbow. Blaze actually sat out most of our district, sectional, and state run and did not play until that regional tournament where you saw him hit a home run. Wow. Um, he was an awesome teammate that whole time, but he was in the dugout with a jersey and shorts on. So it's awesome <laughs> to see him, one, come back to help the team. And to have a moment like that, so it's pretty cool. Nice. It's, pre- it's pretty wild. If you go, if you go for the whole distance, and you're going to, we're going to say you're going to do it, and you're the you're the coach of this winning team, and you get an offer from a British soccer club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to go? Yeah. Uh. No way. I'm staying home. <laughs> ben, I want to want to ask you. Speaking of, of like Ted Lasso, you know, <laughs> every time and and any sports movie that's that's worth its uh, uh its worth. Uh, is a is a good locker room pregame speech. Do you give one? Do you rehearse it ahead of time? Do you work on those things, or you just kind of let it roll out as you're ready? To no, play? we we're pretty loose. We let it roll. Okay. I mean, the thing we the thing we preach to the kids though before we go out. I mean, the saying, especially since we lost that one game in states and we just had to dig out of a hole, is just win the next inning. Control what you can control. That's what we kind of say. There's a lot of things that are going to happen here that you can't control. Just bounce back, get the next play. So that's kind of our mantra, control what you can control. But there's no fired-up speeches. Again, this isn't a team that you want to overly fire up. You just want to let them go out and play. Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds right. very organic. I, lo- I love the way you're approaching this because it sounds like what's remaining intact is the fun of the game, which is really what it's about. And and uh, you said they, so. The, the, the kids are getting breakfast now? Yep, they're at breakfast right now. All right, okay. So, yeah, I mean... You, this is a moment to savor, and and hopefully, and you know, we're 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 counting on it. Of course, you'll call us a major influence when you do it. Right? Uh, but uh, hey, do you yeah. get to? Uh, do you get to? Do they get to have like movie night or anything like that? Or, or you know, does, yeah, does... Little, little league's doing a good job. We're in a bubble here. They're keep, trying to keep the kids distance. Sure. Uh, all their policies are in place, but they've had spaces outside where they're playing wiffle ball with the other teams. They're playing cornhole, can hmm. jam, games like that. Um, today's a tough day. It's going to rain all day. So we're trying to figure out as coaches, how do we keep these kids busy? Because we're going to be inside. Our practices were canceled already. Right. So today might be a challenge. We've had good weather up to today. Well, so we'll probably be losing our minds by the end of the day. Collectively, <laughs> right. But we'll Co- get, we'll get through it. All right, coach. So I have some options for you in North central PA, uh, Clyde Peeling's reptile lands, not too far. You can head right down route 15. <laughs> no, it's damn good. <laughs> and, I've been, yeah. Uh, Bucknell university, not too far as well. Tor Lewisburg. Uh, you can, uh, go visit the Nick M- McElwain Memorial statue that they put up there. <laughs> Um, but there, there are there are places to go and see in North Central PA that are fantastic, and actually, I think the kids probably would enjoy Reptile Land. Yeah. And the tough part about this is we can't leave. You can't leave, so, uh, right. so you're screwed. We are literally stuck in this bubble. All right, right. we'll All bring right. the reptiles in then. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, exactly. Hang in there, Coach. Uh, everybody's really proud of you. No matter what happens, uh, you've done uh, some great work with the kids, you and your staff, and and obviously the kids are the ones that are making it happen. So it's it's awesome to hear. Awesome. We appreciate you guys. No Thanks. problem. Thank you. All right, Ben Ludwig, yeah. coach of That's the great. Upper Providence Little League team.
And how about if they go the distance? That'd be awesome. Uh, it's it's a magical uh, thing. You know, uh, our own Dr. Mike, his son Nicholas, was um, his team was doing well, and, and they... Uh, they 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 moved up the ranks a bit, and it's just listen. If if they can just maintain that joy of the game and keeping it in perspective that it is a, a fun thing, uh, that means everything. You know, not not to get too um, oppressed by winning, right. Uh, right? Though it's wonderful, and you want that, and you want to strive to win, yeah. but just to enjoy the moment. Who was the gal, the girl? Monet Davis. Monet Davis. That was. It. I actually watched her play because that run that they had, the Taney Dragons, was when my nephew was playing, and, right, and right. so I watched them play in media, and I was I was impressed. And and my nephew is a really good baseball player, and she, uh, you know, had her way with him, you know, as a pitcher. Okay. These are children we're talking yeah, I know, about. I know. I know. Uh, but uh, yeah, but I actually did get to to watch them play. Marissa, uh, Monet Davis is going to be part of the broadcast. What? Yeah, she's oh, a for junior. the League World Series. Yeah, she's that's a awesome. In college right now. I was yeah. about she's to ask, be... what is she doing currently? So yeah. she's doing... going to be part of the broadcast for ESPN for the Little League World Whoa, Series. Oh, that's cool. Do you know where she's uh, um, attending school? Yes, it is Hampton University. Okay. While we're looking at a picture of her, she is uh, she's turning into a a fine young woman. There, that's awesome, man. Excellent. Well, uh, so maybe these guys will go the distance. We'll see. Yes. Like that. All right. Uh, hey, real quick, can I do a a chart out uh, or two? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I got this one. Um, this says I'd like to do a shout out to myself and all stay at home moms and you guys. Huh. Uh, so I'm a stay at home mom, and you've kept me company during the pandemic. My kids have not been in school in a school building since March of 2020. And without you, I'd probably be on the news for murder. <laughs> uh, you keep me yeah, in touch yeah. with the news and normal everyday life, and I have often been caught laughing out loud by my eight-year-old or six-year-old. My two-year-old is a demon <laughs> and can only speak in tongues, so she doesn't pick up on my laughter. <laughs> Kidding, sort of. And I don't want to sound like Gary Lauer, but you guys are my family, and thank you all. Uh, plus, I've been wanting to say these things. Number one, I'm so happy Preston got a shore house, and I love that Casey, he and Casey hang out on the weekend. Uh, Marissa and I have a mutual uh, Facebook, so SP, we are practically already besties. Call me. <laughs> uh, Bailey, oh, you don't have to say this on the air. Anyway, okay. uh, Nick is a gem on social media. Thank you for always answering my messages. Uh, and you guys are the best. So that is from Sarah from South Jersey, Sarah Watkins. So here's a shout out, Sarah and all the stay-at-home moms. And then another one, it says, uh, hey, Preston, my name is Anthony. I've been listening to your show for over 10 years now. My best friend, Jesse, uh, recently told me that he is a massive fan of the show. Jesse and I have known each other for about three decades now. So uh, this is one more thing to add to the friendship, hoping you can give him a big shout out. And tell him that he should come down and visit me this weekend for the fantasy football draft party <laughs> that I'm hosting, Gadzook. So that is from Anthony uh, uh, Previtt, I think is it. So there you go. And then uh, Kath? Oh, no, I oh. was just going to say, because you um, were talking about the stay-at-home mom, and, and uh, I was just thinking, she said, you know, we helped her not go crazy. And I was just thinking, I, I just learned the other day, so they are giving a virtual option for kids um, for school. It obviously is going to be different than it was um, last year, but uh, I, I learned, because a friend of mine is keeping her two kids home, that the virtual option is is not one-on-one with a teacher, like a lot of our kids did, where the teacher was in front of them right. the entire school day. It's sort of what we did when, when we first went into lockdown where it's like asynchronous work and i was like you're 
you're going to continue to do that? Like, these people are going crazy. They're becoming teachers at yes, home. They are. And she yeah. was like, she has no choice. Her situation, she has to keep her kids home. But um, she said, I have no choice. Like, I, and she works a full time job. Oh, so wow. she's still working from home. How and she's old are like, her kids? Her kids are nine and seven. Okay. So it's like, I think they're uh, second and fourth grade. Okay. And so she's like, I'm. I'm going to be a teacher, and I'm going to have to get my job done as well. But I didn't know that. I I thought they were going to be one-on-one with with a teacher, not necessarily in uh, the current elementary school that they go to. I didn't realize it was asynchronous work. Uh, And can I do a a shout-out as well here, Preston? Okay, this is a birthday shout-out to the charter himself. Uh, My buddy Jeff is uh, 45 today. This is Jeff right here. This Jeff is, sends Casey farts. Yeah. This is also Jeff right here. That one gets used a lot. It, it does. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. does. Pretty much every single day. And he day. sent you some new ones, too. I heard you're listening to them. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's not, <laughs> not this not a, or this, but it's good, you know. Yeah. But happy birthday. Is this, is this, is this him? No, that's me. That's you. Uh, <laughs> that was you? Yeah, that's me. He can tell. Who's like, this? That's Who's Angry this? Fart. <laughs> I have no idea. That's who that Kathy. Is. <laughs> yeah, those are Kathy's. Yeah, this is my. This is my fart asking a question. What an arsenal! That is actually your butt. And then this is my fart yelling at you. <laughs> my fart yelling. at you. <laughs> These are you should see. We should take a picture of this because they're actually labeled Casey Fart Mad, or it says Fart Casey Mad. And then Casey Fart question. Question. And then you have Fart Jeff, Fart Jeff Super Fart. Okay. And those are the only farts we have on this side. On this side, Fart Jeff Super Fart. I have, yeah, yeah, so I have. You have have the. How are they labeled? uh, Casey Phone Fart 1. Casey Phone Fart. Casey Phone Fart 2. And then we move on to, um, where is the next? So the uh, um, Super Fart, uh, Jeff Super Fart. And then we have, uh, where's the other one? The ones we were just playing. These might be um, from just the library. Yeah, I don't fart know where this squeak, came from. Fart trumpet and fart moan. See, those sound fake to me. Those yeah, like balloons. Ones. Like a balloon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then the super mega is here. Okay. <laughs> That's labeled as fart squishy. Okay. <laughs> We all clear on that We're now? Good. Right. I'm sure NPR uses We're the good. same system. <laughs> well, we do have to mention Howie Long if we're going to bring up... We do have to mention yeah. Howie Long. I yeah. forgot. I put a poster of Howie Long shirtless in the locker room on his mailbox. I mean, happy birthday, dude. Yeah. 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 No, years ago. I should okay. do that again. Yeah. I should do that again. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I'll never not be tired uh, of that Yeah, story. Jeff said that Howie Long was really attractive. <laughs> And, and you, you guys, guys never, never let him. Yeah. No, yeah. never. Never <laughs> let him know. It must have been in a... It, the... We were sitting at John okay. Harvard's brew pub, <laughs> and he had come up on the TV screen, and he turned to me and said, uh, Howie, Long, Howie Long's a good-looking guy. And I was like, <laughs> what? Uh, okay, you know, uh, and that's Which fine. Which is a perfectly <laughs> reasonable thing to yes, acknowledge. Yeah. Some, uh, fella. Yeah, the, yeah, it doesn't mean, you know, you're going but to... But it was just in the yeah. moment when in it was moment. said that it was highlighted. I know, because I've, I've clearly, on this, <laughs> yeah. even on this show, said that is one good-looking dude. Sure. Yeah, I mean, no question. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you know, yeah. as a guy, yeah. you know when someone, another guy is attractive because you're like, that dude gets laid a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, man, but, would I like to get me a piece of that. Man, would <laughs> yeah. I like to get me some He must work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, happy birthday, Jeff. All right. 
Um, let me see. There was something I was going to bring up. Um, I had a couple different. Yeah, Steve, this this I got to bring up. Have you seen the latest Boston Dynamics video? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, the, every time a new one pops up, I get more and more terrified. So they're now doing parkour. Yeah. Parkour. Um, yeah. These, these stand-up robots. Uh, they're called the Atlas Robots. Yeah. And they are uh, completing a complex obstacle course <sighs> uh, that requires them balancing on balance beams and vaults and doing backflips and all this stuff. So they're, they're, they're obviously, you know, just loaded with gyroscopic equipment that can keep them balanced. Yes. Yeah. Are you guys watching this? Look at this. It's playing in the studio here, mm-hmm. Kathy. Take a look at this. Yeah. That is a robot which just put a laser gun in its hands <laughs> right. and prepared to die. Right. So they've uh they're really taking it to the next levels I, now. I don't care. I mean, honestly, somebody over at Boston Dynamics needs to watch the Metalhead um episode, episode. of Black Mirror. Yep. Yep. It's pretty terrifying. We've got to stop. Uh but it's also really cool. It is awesomely time. cool. Um, I will be I will be honored to be murdered by these robots. There's one. There's a moment where in parkour the 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 robot puts its hand on a uh, on a balance beam and then hoists itself over like sideways. Yeah, and, and it's like it's so human. Mm. It's just it's bizarre to see it and that it's a robot doing this. Um, but apparently they. Um, they do fail from time to time. So there's video of them falling down and not completing the course and well, so on. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, they would be um, they would be susceptible to an electromagnetic... An EMP? EMP, yes. I don't know. Maybe. Wouldn't they be? So here's the deal. The, the, the routine entailed one of the two robots running up a series of blanked, uh, banked plywood panels, a broad jumping a gap, running up and down a set of stairs... The second robot uh, is programmed to leap onto a balance beam and follow the same steps as the first robot, but in reverse. Both robots then uh, finish the routine by performing a synchronized backflip. Uh, when implementing these behaviors, the Atlas <laughs> robots crashed a lot, according to uh, Boston Dynamics. They said in a separate Inside Lab video, uh, but they added that when running the routine repeatedly, the robots currently get the vault portion of the routine right about half of the time. On some runs, the robot loses its balance and falls backwards after it jumps over the vault. Uh, but the routine itself is a choreographed routine. But what the company said makes this particular one different from previous iterations is that the robots had to adapt behaviors in their repertoire based on what they actually saw. So they right, had so they're learning. The other ones that you've seen before, like these dancer teams, yes, yeah. the robots are essentially blind. Right. But this actually sees things, and they give it a perception of some type to adjust on its own, which is <laughs> wild. By the way, some of the greatest minds, and we're talking even things, yeah, things, he was not a thing, he was a human, Stephen Hawking, um, was... Intrigued and trepidatious at sure. the same time. Yeah. Very can, much so, especially about AI. Yeah, can we... Alan um, Iverson. No, that, <laughs> yeah, artificial intelligence. Um, so we don't have to make these with, like, really strong metals, right? You know, like... You mean, like, balsa wood? Well, can we... Construction it, paper. <laughs> if we're going to make these, can, can we make it so that, like, you can know, you, a bullet can easily take it out? How and, about the metal on top of a Jiffy Pop? Well, something along those lines. They probably have to make them with something that's fairly yes, of course sturdy they because do. it's going to fall over. And by the way, course, you, you know that there's uh, there are military contracts up and down. The, Hell there's, yes. there's a whole bunch of stuff that we don't even know about. 
And uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, this sort of stuff, to send a mechanized robot in when... I, I don't know. The ramifications are mind-boggling. Well, eventually what it will be is robots fighting robots. Yeah. I mean, so we build robots, and then uh, a competing nation or so on or potential foe would like to do the same thing because the, the idea is to keep people out of harm's right. way. Uh, and then you have robots fighting robots. Just And hopefully that turns into a sport or something right, like that. And, right, right. You know, and then Hugh Jackman comes in. Yeah. <laughs> But it's wild, man, and it's but it's all uh, you know. It's, it's interesting and creepy at the same time. Uh, there's that thing called the uncanny valley, right? Where we as humans <clears throat> naturally are, uh, uh, or, or the overwhelming majority of people are, kind of terrified by things that are humanoid esque and thrown can, off. Yeah. You, you immediately, no matter how good the CGI is, you're like something's not quite right. Right. Um, I, I do like the one portion in the parkour course, Preston, where one of the robots. Or both of them pump their hands up. Yeah, yeah. And you can't help but go, yeah, you did it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. You did it, you kill bot. Uh, this might be an uninformed question, but are the robots like this already being used in, like, search and rescue operations and firefighting and things like that? Most of them lines? are, like, uh, w- w- ones with uh, treads on them that go in, like, a standard robot a vehicle. I've not seen these employed okay. in anything like that. Like bomb, I think, bomb squads and whatever? I think eventually what they want to do is... is, is a lot of things use them at, for moving stuff like, uh, you know, like pack animals. Like, yeah. uh, 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 or like moving companies. Uh, or No, I mean like in military so they, they can carry stuff and, yeah. and um, it just is easier than people physically yeah. doing that. So a robot like that pairing off against somebody, a human pi- uh, piloting a robot exoskeleton. Mm-hmm. Which would be awesome. Be right. Awesome. Would Kathy, be. would you do that for us? <laughs> We'll put you in an exoskeleton. All right, here's another bit of tech uh, that you might like, and and Kathy would even be interested in this, but there's a breakthrough in the fight against mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Researchers have found a chemical that disables the part of the insect's brain that smells human beings. Oh, my God. Well, that would be awesome. So future bug repellents based on the compounds could give people an invisibility cloak against the winged pest. Like Harry Potter. Which, by the way, I have a question about this. So, you know, uh, Casey hates sharks, mm-hmm. but there's the, clearly the, the argument that sharks have a purpose in nature. Yes. Uh, and that without them, uh, things could go bad in the ecosystem. What about mosquitoes? Yeah, right. Is there any yes. benefit to mosquitoes at all? It'll help us to create dinosaurs again. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, ticks as well. Like, what's so the, they're what good for um, food for fish and other insect predators and birds. So they, they are, pollinate they are, plants. They're food. Oh my God! Okay, so let me let me share a bug, a bug story, uh, and you guys who uh, frequent the shore will will relate to this. So, greenhead? No, not greenhead. Okay. So we were we were walking down to the beach, and when you go to the beach, you have to go through the dunes, and the dunes uh, there, there are pathways that you walk, and the dunes are on either side of you, yes. and they're high, right? And some and they have um, uh, you know growing. There's a there's a vegetation growing there. And so we're walking out uh, down the street, not a bug anywhere, and then we get to the dunes, and we're going through the dunes, and I'm repeatedly getting hit in the face. Oh, These gross. bugs are flying. I mean, they're like... Because they're uh, flying from vegetation to vegetation. They fly all over the place. Wow, that's and disgusting. And I noticed as well, birds are zipping in like crazy, just just feasting on them. But I mean, we were just well, getting were they? pelted in the face. I don't know. 
it, it was all kinds of different bugs. I guess there were like mosquitoes and flies and I, I don't know mm. what, but it was it only happened one time. Mm. But it was a, an onslaught of bugs hitting wow. us in the face. Wow. Nick yeah. mentioned the greenheads. Have you had like a really bad greenhead day yet at no, the beach? I've seen Oh god. Not on I've the seen beach. a few, but I have not had one where I'm out there it's like smacking them away or anything. They're... I've had them bite me before. They suck, man. It's they're the... not as bad as horse flies, but they're a pain in the ass. It's the worst. Like when when, when when you get yeah, like when you get a bad day on yeah. the beach and they're attacking like it's it's unbearable. Greenhead's what you get from a newbie hooker. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my god. The the um. She's a greenhead. <laughs> uh, you know? Did you guys notice that there was a dead cicada by the uh, the door? Oh no! Coming in. Uh-oh. I have not. Uh, any of you have any of you had any cicada issues? Nope. No, no, not many. issues. We heard some. I forgot where we were. I think we were playing golf. Playing case. golf. Yeah. And he was getting ready to tee off, and, and he's like, God, that's loud. I'm like, dude, it's a cicada. It's wow. right there. Yeah, we are making all the noise. But I, we it, had nothing. But we didn't get, yeah, nothing. up on my house. And not even, I don't want to jinx it, but three lantern flies. I, mean, I was uh, just yeah. about to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. But whatever measures yes. were taken in the off-season oh, yeah. to get rid of and they're still there. I've seen yeah. them, but okay. it's not nearly as bad this year. So I heard a story okay. as to why it is the case, and apparently they're new to our ecosystem here and the animals, the uh, the the birds, and so on, are just now figuring out they can eat them. Are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. So that's that's the story that I heard. That oh, they, that's they're finding awesome. out that that, that, that that is is a source that they can eat, and they're starting to do their job. Oh, All right. but but anybody up for a little Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> but you still you still need to scrape the uh, the egg casings yeah. off of the, the the trunks if you uh, the yeah. trees if you see them. Yeah, so they're not going away. If you remember, um, Preston had them out by him first, and then they sort of came yeah. to our area. They're saying they're now in New Jersey, so All they're right. not going away. Uh, they're just sort of moving, just moving that way. They're headed yeah. to the coast. Yeah. 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 They're they're your beach house this weekend. They heard you have a beach house. They heard so. about the Jersey yeah. Shore. They were like, okay, right. Okay. Uh, by the way, going back to mosquitoes, apparently the strongest mosquito attractant is carbon dioxide, uh, which the insects can apparently detect from a distance of up like 30 yards. And uh, the reason mosquitoes and other blood-feeding insects have evolved to detect CO2 is because every living vertebrate is going to produce a lot of CO2 as turbulent plumes. And apparently CO2, when it's breathed out, is, doesn't dissipate. The, the wind will actually carry it like cigarette smoke. Uh, and at close range, uh, mosquitoes can also sense different odors that are emitted from the skin. Human skin odor is mostly the byproduct huh. of skin microbes, which break down sweat to produce smelly volatiles. Turbulent plumes is the sister of Norma Stitz. <laughs> <laughs> That's good band yeah. name. Yeah. The plumes. The turbulent plumes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, they, they did all this uh, research and they have found uh, that there are certain chemicals that will be able to mask this. On human beings, well, and good. they're working I on getting so. something together. I do too. I yeah. mean, I will get eaten alive by mosquitoes if you I'm have outside. That kind of blood? I ju- anywhere you, I go, people really? will not even get touched, and they're biting my ankles. I mean, even if I bring bug spray, the whole thing. Like, I have to get, I get my yard treated. Yes, um, Mosquito Shield does it, but I, I get my yard treated specifically so I can sit out there and actually enjoy it. So my wife uh, Claire has the same sort of blood type. You know, that apparently just, or whatever it is, whatever yeah. it's about her blood. No, so it's, your, we, it's your skin. Uh, so, or, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, but yep, certain blood types as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And uh, we did the natural lawn thing, and they, they treated the, uh, the the setup. So it was, it, she had a pretty good summer so far. So they're working on getting this thing. It'll essentially, they won't be able to even detect that you're there. That's good. awesome. And I hope not so. come after you. So it's not like they land on you, and then they 
uh, and then they see, oh, this is gross. I need to leave. It's like yeah. they don't even know. Before I uh, fell and injured myself last week, I went on the buggiest hike I've ever been on in my entire life, and it was uh, near Mount Rainier, and it was. There were I used this uh, All Trails app, which is a terrific uh, way it's to find. Awesome. It's great. I love yeah. it, and there are really good reviews. And every review was wear long pants, wear long sleeves. There were people wearing mosquito nets. And Kathy, it was like Preston's story about walking across the dunes. You were just oh, being pelted by black flies okay. and mosquitoes the whole time. And were it was they a great night. Biting. I mean, but yeah. it, I had long sleeves on because I, I read the reviews ahead of time wow. and like um, you know a hoodie and whatever. But they, like, yeah, it was if you were wearing shorts. Uh, or a short sleeve shirt, they were just attacking people left and right. It That's was, it was what awful. I, I would be called to get rescued. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Called in the helicopter. Yeah. All right, well, listen, we got to take a break because we got a guest coming up. John Norenboss is going to be joining yeah. us in just a couple of minutes. So let's do that and return in a sec. We're still going to be giving away a couple more things, including uh, the John Williams autographed script from the movie E.T. And they're, they're performing, uh, the, they're actually showing the movie and performing uh, the score tonight at The Man. And we'll give away tickets to that, too. The tickets are on sale now at mancenter.org. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Hella Mega Tour hits town on Friday. Keep it on MMR for your last chance to win tickets to see Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy rock the ballpark. Woo, woo, woo. And for all your pre-show, pre-gaming activities, we've got you covered with special workforce blocks and an afternoon Hella Mega 12-pack Friday at 4.30. Plus, we'll do an extended block again to kick off You Call It Friday Night starting at 7. It's a Hella Mega week on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest will be performing two shows at the Borgata Music Box on Friday. There is a 7.30 show and a 10.30 show, and he's a good friend, and we always love checking in with him time to time, especially if he's got a show coming up. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, John Dornball is joining us. Good day, John. Uh, Rockstar, thanks for having me. Uh, No problem, man. Anytime, bud. So, uh... Dude, it's uh, how long since you've been uh, and performed uh, Magic live? Is, has there been a pause on that? Or we know you haven't been in the area performing in a little while. Yeah, it, it's it's been, well, it's been about a year, year and a half, right? So we're just getting up and going and, and excited to do so. I have to ask you because I, I mentioned this to Casey. We, uh, I watched the series Hacks with Gene Smart, which I thought was very funny. You <laughs> appear in that, correct? That's you as the magician in one scene, correct? Yeah, you know, it was one of those things where HBO called and they're like, hey, HBO Max. And uh, the director's like, hey, we need a magician. Gene Smart's this comedian. And uh, will you play yourself? And I was like, wait a minute. So what you're telling me is you want me to be on an HBO Max, HBO show as myself? Yeah, yeah, I think I can make that happen. <laughs> right, right. Uh-huh. No, it was a cool scene because there was a big party and she's you know, at this palatial estate. And Caitlin Olsen was there as well. And uh, yeah. so, But that was, you had to be shooting that during... COVID restrictions and stuff like that, right? Was there a whole bunch of... I mean, the, the the party seemed packed, but I'm sure they took extra precautions. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, look, it's the insurance companies, right? So a ton of <laughs> yeah. precaution. You know, it's funny because it's like six seconds, right? It was like five days, you know what I mean? But it's like you get six seconds. What was really, really cool is when I used to play for the Bills, Chris McDonald, who's an actor and a ton of stuff. I, I love his stuff. He was Shooter McGavin. And yeah, he's great. Um, he's, a, he's from upstate New York, so he would go to a lot of games. So him and I would hang out like way back in the day. And so when I sat next to him, I was like, hey, uh, hey, Chris. He's like, hey, what's going on? I'm Chris. I'm like, dude, Dornboss, long snapper, Bills. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, we got to hang out for a few days, and, and he's such a nice guy. He seems like a great dude. Well, your beard is more pronounced right now, yeah. so maybe that was part of it, too. 
Well, it's called it's called children. The grays are coming in. <laughs> you know? How many kids do you have now? Yeah, one. I, I should oh. I should say child. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but a split personality. Yeah. But my wife takes care of me too, so she has children. Right. Yeah, yeah. She's got two. Right. Hey, John, when when you're putting together your your act or show, um, and and I haven't seen you know you've performed for performed for as many times here in in the studio, but I've never gone to your actual live show. Um, what's it like? Because there's there's various types of of magicians. Uh, there are people who who put on a big, you know, lots of lots of pyrotechnics and and effects. And there's right. some people, the ones that I find more impressive, are the ones who are mainly doing sleight of hand and really blowing you away uh, with their storytelling and all the stuff that goes along with that. What's your what's your style? Well, perfect intro because uh, lucky for you, uh, I'm a storyteller, uh, sleight of hand, and we do some big stuff. So uh, I'm really proud of the show. It's it's my life story, and so it's. The ups and downs that I've had through life, the magic that I found along the way that got me out of it, uh, it's inspiring, it's motivating. Look, we do some mind-blowing magic, obviously, because that, that's what I love to do. Uh, but I promise you it's not like uh, this gratuitous magic show where you just dance around and, and want to be David Copperfield. Uh, I love that. I just don't want to be that. Right. It's, it's funny because the first... <sighs> You know, I, I grew up with, uh, like, Blackstone the Magician and all, all these, you know, and, and Houdini, obviously, and all this stuff. And there was um, um, that sort of presentation, the presentation where there was a narrative that would start to move in, where there was a story told through the magic, started to happen, I guess, maybe it was Doug Henning, one of the first, who kind of did, like, a a connected narrative with the magic. Is that correct, uh, uh, John? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know... Uh, Lance Burton did an interview way back when, and it was basically like the hardest part about magic is to get people to care. If right. I do a dove routine, why do people care? Right. Uh, and, and my style has always just gone towards telling personal experience and, and life stories uh, that obviously, well, so we, when you tell a personal story, people connect to it, people relate to it, and then people start thinking about things in their life that are similar, right? And so it's a way to trigger. And then all of a sudden you do magic and it breaks down this barrier, this wall, and, and people become vulnerable like kids. And so now what you say to me is 10 times more impactful. Look, I'm a big fan of your show. I'm a big fan of rock and roll. I want to be a rock star. I can't sing. I can't dance. I can't play an instrument. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Check that off the old box. You know? <laughs> but cards and magic became my instrument. And now the ballad or the jam can be whatever it is you say around it. That's awesome. John, did you happen to see a special on Hulu called In and of Itself with a guy named Derek uh, Del Guadio? First of all, huge fan of Del Guadio. I, I'm like the only magician that has not seen this yet. I have okay. no excuse. I've been wanting to see this. I heard it's phenomenal. It's just um, really super unique. And and, and that's what I, I think is, is really cool about, you know, taking what you do and, and, and putting a unique spin on it. And he's very much tells the story of his life as well during that show. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to make a promise to the Preston and Steve show. I will be watching it tonight. All right, okay. All right. Nice. But it's similar in, in your life story, which has so many. I mean, if you were to just get up and do a TED talk about your life, that alone would be uh, interesting. You have such um, rich fodder to draw upon for the magic. But as you start to develop a show and change it and alter it, and add um, uh, illusions and tricks or whatever you like to refer to them as, um, where do you get the opportunity to go do that? Do you have a, a warehouse or do you have, not that you're like David Copperfield making planes disappear or whatever, but uh, do you have an actual lab or something that you go to where you work on this stuff? Yeah, yeah, I have a I have a lab. Uh, it's my house at Oak Brook Circle. And, <laughs> That's that, it. Little bit, and that, little, that little garage over there on the side that we don't quite use, that we don't know what to do with the lawnmower, so we shove it in there. And it's, that's, um, that, it's that simple. You just go in and <laughs> a room in your house. And... 
Yeah, you know what? I, I got a great creative team. And so, uh, you know, Blake Boyd, Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia is, is the guy behind David Blaine, all his TV stuff for oh, wow. years wow. and years. Well, we're we're good. really good friends. Yeah, we're, we're good friends. But what, what these people are really good at is uh, when us three get in a room and we, and we jam, it's like songwriting, right? Some people just gel. And, and it's important to know one another's style. And so yeah. they kind of get my style. And we just create stuff, which is fun. You know, it's funny because so many magi- uh, musicians and magicians, and the words sound very similar, by the way. <laughs> uh, but but you know, you'll you'll take a, a a chord progression and turn it a little bit and make it something new. And I get that impression uh, as being the same with magicians. Okay, there's this old style trick. We're going to turn it, do this, put this narrative behind it, and make it something new. Is is that a large part of what you do? Yeah, I mean, it's like music. There's like uh, five chords. Am I right? Yeah. Like, I should know this. Six, <laughs> six, six chords. Uh, well, magic, there's five things you can do. And I should I should probably know these five. Uh, you can disappear. You can reappear. You can change. And there's like two other things you can do. Right. Uh, so it's, it's taking a spin on that. You, you, you're getting a little too intricate for us. Well, let me, let me ask you I've been expecting manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these other real you know, change. You, 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 you disappear. Yeah. You come yeah. back, and then there's then there's three other things. Two other things. So, okay. All right. So there have been some in, in the magic world. There have been some constants, obviously, uh, but the there has been new variables over the years in, in technology and stuff. And over the last year, with being able to do things via Zoom um, and and virtually, has that presented itself uh, any new opportunities for for you? Yeah, so, you know, in, in the Zoom world, which is, hello, here we are, uh, I, I did a lot of, like, keynotes. Believe it or not, the virtual keynote speaking market was out of this world, right? Ah. And so I would be able to I'd be able to do tricks through Zoom, which is kind of cool. I, I created a few things. Now, it's a completely different medium. It's a completely different way of doing things, right? Now you're isolated in this little frame here. So, um, you know, it, yeah. was, it was a fun, challenging time. Do you, so do you get called? I mean, obviously, he's... Uh, I know when I was doing stand-up comedy, I used to do corporate gigs fairly often. Um, is 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 that still out there? A you know substantially with all, with so many people working from home and you know all that change because of what we just went through. Is that still a rich uh, area for you as a magician to work in? Uh, the the Zoom uh, the, the the corporate you know corporate events and oh. things that nature. Yeah, is that is that a, a big money maker for you without getting? Yeah, but I don't but need a dollar amount. <laughs> Yeah, baby, throw me the money! <laughs> but uh, not so much as a magician. Uh, I, like I said, I get hired out as a speaker and I right. get to do whatever magic I want within that. I got One you. of the best advice I ever got was my rookie year. And this guy, Kevin Elko, he was a, he's a speaker. And um, I was in the weight room. He's like, hey, I'll, I'll give you a couple hundred bucks to go talk to these, uh, these bankers. I was like, I'm in. He goes, you know that stupid little pencil trick you do? I'm like, yeah. He's like, they'll eat it up. Tell your story after you get to college. So I was like, okay. <laughs> And then afterwards, he he literally pulled me aside and he goes, listen, kid, I was 23. He goes, listen, kid, I'm going to give you some advice. Look, the magic's cute. I get it. You need to be a speaker and you'll you'll thank me for it. And so uh, I've been a speaker ever since. And obviously, uh, the cap that companies are willing to spend on a magician is quite a bit smaller than a speaker. <laughs> All right. And so true, true. You, hey, hey, you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a reminder, John's going to be at uh, Borgata Music Box on Friday, two shows. By the way, John, so what is what role does football play in your life now? Just a observer or anything else? Um, you know, I, I, I have some friends call me here and there and, and they'll have a, you know, cause a lot of the guys I played with now are coach either high school, college or whatever. Uh, and they'll have a snapper, a specialist. They'll say, Hey man, can you work with this kid? Can you give me some advice? And we can do it over zoom. We can do it live. And so, 
Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of like the guy that just kind of goes in, helps out. Uh, believe it or not, there's been some coaches that have left the Eagles and gone on to other teams, and they're like, hey, we'd love to bring you in here and uh, just kind of help build the culture of an organization, which for me, I think that was a bigger compliment than help me with X's and O's. I think uh, that was kind of a role I had in, in, with the Eagles for a long, long time, and that was you know, establish a culture, get a, get a sense of community and family within a locker room, care about one another, and then you don't have to be the greatest of athletes to win. I have a very uh, objective question to ask you, John. Who, which fans are crazier, Bills fans or Eagles fans? Because Bills pan- fans over the last few years have really upped their game in the level of craziness that they bring. The Bills mafia, as as I think now, kind of rivals the insanity that Eagles fans bring every week. Um, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, anybody that's out there in minus 20 degree weather with no shirt on run around in the parking lot. I mean, it's crazy. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a different level of crazy. Uh, for those that have never been to Buffalo. Wow. It yeah. was like the greatest thing that ever happened to me to get picked up by the bills. And then it was like the greatest thing that ever happened to me to get released by the bills. Cause that place <laughs> yeah. was hard. <laughs> I mean, it was like, um, now, look, you're, you're talking about a kid who came from Southern California. So, right. like, I had seen snow, but yeah. I have never seen snow. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that Buffalo, is right? snow. And, yeah. You know, and, and now keep in mind, I kind of hacked my way into college, right? I sent somebody else's film. So, when I got into the NFL, I was still trying to figure out how to snap. And so, to go to Buffalo and try and play in that weather and be a specialist. Look, I played with Drew Bledsoe. That guy had one of the strongest arms I've ever seen. I remember there was games that he couldn't even throw a 10-yard out because the wind was so bad. Yeah. And then the coach was ticked off at me that I couldn't snap. When I, you Drew can't throw it 10 yards. You need to look between my legs. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, John, I went to the Eagles-Bills game, oh, God, it had to have been two years ago, and it, the the wind was crazy. We couldn't even kick extra points at this point. You know, the wind was so bad, they kept going for two-point conversions. Oh that's savage. But I will say, um, I, I thought the fans were great. I, I didn't get They're there amazing. early enough to, like, really, like, hang out in the tailgate area or whatever, but, you know, I... Um, I bought tickets that were close enough in the end zone, so I, I, I just wanted to get on e- either A, get on TV, which I did, or B, catch a, a football either via kickoff or whatever, and a football landed two seats away from me. So I know. I was so, so close. But I had a great time, and uh, they had great hot dogs in the stadium. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So Well, I mean, think, think about this. Philadelphia has, like, you know, restaurants like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Zama, love sushi. Come on, Redstone. Hello, still here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, and, and, and Buffalo has. Wait. Hey, let me ask you. Do, you. do you have do you have Wetzel's pretzels there by any chance? Oh, I don't know. Casey's but, a but big fan. Good wings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but but you know, but Buffalo was great, man. Uh, but like I said, what a hard place to play, man. Hard place. Wow. Nice. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. How about that, man? Yeah, you got your own backstage and all that, everything. What is your writer like? Is there anything super unique in a John Dorenbos writer when you show up at the Borgata? Make a look. So so this is funny. So I I was never, uh, I I didn't really drink alcohol a whole lot. And I never drank beer. I I didn't like beer, right? I didn't like beer. So my wife's like, oh, this is cool. So when you stop working out and stop playing football, now you're going to drink beer. (laughs) Right. Okay, good timing. (laughs) So I got my... I got nothing crazy. I just got my Michelob Gold Ultras carb conscious beer. <laughs> carb conscious beer. Crazy. Crazy. That's it. And do you have, uh, all right, so do you have uh, an exclusive partnership with a playing card? Do you, do you know yeah. what I mean? So I, I, I use bicycles now. This is crazy. The, the president of uh, United States Playing Card Company, huge fan, very nice guy. 
But this company, zero advertising, zero endorsements for anybody. They just don't need it. They don't They're do just it. The best. And They're so, like the Louisville no. sluggers. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you're, well, that's a good point. Uh, and yeah. that, is that the choice for most magicians? Uh, for me, yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, I like the uh, I, I like the air cushion finish. Apparently, just just get <laughs> air it done cushion for me, finish. You know? Air cushion finish. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I, I keep these guys everywhere. But bicycle, you know, bicycle is the most consistent. And like it, it, now you're gonna now you're gonna get me going. But like to right. be able just to kind of do things like that looked really good. Yeah, right. Zoom right there. <laughs> um, but it, it, wow. it's, they just feel good. They just look good, right? And so they just they fan nice. Like, come on, are you kidding me? Watch this. <laughs> hey, for those at home, I'm, I'm just oh, oh, that's impressive. Oh, that's an impressive Woo! fan. Hey, John, that can you do the one where you, you uh, where, where you're just holding the deck in your hand flat and you just flip that top card up in the air and over? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, and he's coughing. <laughs> I'm just I'm blown away by that stuff. Right. It's just uh, I'm gonna. Well, this this comes out of the center. Oh, oh man. man. Wow! Wow! Man, and he catches it. Uh, here's here's something here, a uh, little little zoom something for you. It's gonna be hard pressing. You're the you're the guy in the camera here, so I'm just gonna use you. Uh, just say stop and stop right there. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna out jog that. Okay. I mean, it's kind of hard here on Zoom, but uh, here we go. Can you see that or no? Yep, I got it. Uh, what do you see? I see the ten of diamonds. Ooh, perfect. Uh, do you have a, a cell phone? Uh, yeah. a wallet, a pad of paper. I got a cell uh, phone. He's got a cell phone and a yeah, whatever I have you a need. Pad of paper and and a wallet. Oh, good, good. Okay. Do you have all? Do you have all three? Yeah, I do. Yeah. 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 Okay, get them. Okay. We're, we're a major market uh, show. But, but yeah. Okay, so put your your wallet on your hand first. Okay, dear God. Okay, okay. here it comes. Yeah. And then your phone on top of that. Okay. <laughs> pad of paper on top of that. Yeah. And then your hand on top of that. Okay. Oh, this is going to be sick. Uh, one more time. What do you see? <laughs> Ten of diamonds. Ten of diamonds. Yeah. Here we go. Hopefully this will work. I, I don't know, but watch. If we take the 10 through Zoom. It's gone. Okay. Wow. We can get it to vanish. Okay. Uh, Preston, lift your hand up. Dude, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Lift the paper up. Oh, I'm sorry. Lift nothing the, under the paper. The, yep. Yeah, yeah. Lift, t- put it down. Lift the phone up. Okay. Yeah. And now put that down. Okay. And now just lift your wallet straight up. Okay. Is there something on your hand? Uh, you would have flipped out if you were. Hold on. Okay. You know what? It might have not gone through. Can you pick your wallet up again? Yeah. Can you open it? Yes. Is there something inside? Go ahead and look. Kind of look through there. Is there something in the in the? Are you Dude. serious? Shut up. No Dude. Dude. Stop it! <laughs> There's a ten of diamonds impression. I mean, that's as, that's as, that's as, yeah. that's as good as I can get through Zoom. Who? Right there. Which one of you a holes took my name? Put this Not in me. here. That's no. insane. Oh my god! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yes, the ten of diamonds. Oh. Yes. You're the devil. Uh, yeah, it's Goat Orgata Friday night. I will be there. Yes, and honestly. Yes, that- that, that room just is, happened. That room is perfect for magic, by the way. Why, it's yeah. going to be awesome. Why couldn't you do that with, like, a $100 bill? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to, like, if I had a $10 bill or something yeah, yeah. like in that, and that he would. That's awesome. Screw you, man. <laughs> I mean that. I mean that lovingly. That's insane, dude. You're crazy. All right, John, love we love you, pal. It's good to talk Thank to you. you. And uh, have a great time guys, in AC. Yeah, and if you guys want to give away tickets, give them away. Let me know. Oh, All right, absolutely. that'd be awesome. All yeah. right, thank nice. you so much, Love John freaking Dorman.
Now you're trying to figure out what the hell happened. I, I, had, I had nothing to do with that. That's freaking me out, man. Yeah. Because I thought he was just going to make it. I thought he was just going to say <laughs> that it was a joke, which it was, and it, yeah. and it was funny. And then it's in your wallet. This was in my wallet. I didn't do that. Sure you didn't. One of you guys did it. No. One of you no, guys no. did it. No. One of you guys did it. No. Right. I'll I find mean, out later. That's magic, man. Wow. Don't don't if you go if you upgrade to the premium package on Zoom it comes with magic. Is that what it comes yeah. with? <laughs> That's effed up. Okay, well, uh this is not magic, it's just a beautiful thing. We have the cooling caravan. Yay! Uh day number one. We're gonna do four of these before the summer's up, so we're running out of time to do that. Uh so we are going to uh, swing out now to a location that has won today's cooling caravan, and it is the Hyundai of Turnersville Service Department, oh. nominated by Nancy Gray and Sharon Mena. And we have Sharon, who's on the hey. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. Hey, how you doing today, Sharon? Doing great. Excellent. Did our Duncan Community Cruiser make it by there yet? Yes, they're here. Excellent. Well, we brought you uh, lots of uh, free iced coffee uh, to kind of get your day started. I know it's not crazy hot out, but it's going to be quite humid today. But that iced coffee will cool things off. But how many people uh, work in your department, Sharon? Uh, 50 plus. 50 oh plus. Well, we picked the right place yeah. then. Yeah. Damn. And yeah. Uh, what do you do there, Sharon? I uh, work admin in the service department. All right, and it was up to uh, you and Nancy to kind of get the ball rolling? Yes, sir. Excellent. All right. well, nice. We're happy to uh, to set you up today. And um, what's going on in your life? Anything fun? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, How much fun. can you bench? Work, not, work, work. not much? Yeah, how much can you bench? <laughs> what do you like to eat? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did go to the race this weekend, though, in Indianapolis. So that was oh, that's cool. Well, you should have led with that. You went to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, no, not the one you're thinking. Oh, different Indianapolis, <laughs> Indianapolis, Spain, <laughs> New Jersey. What? Yeah. Uh, so, so you went to the uh, you went to the the, the track. Um, what what race were they having? Because it wasn't the 500. No, it was the Verizon 200. Okay, nice. Did you drive in it? Yeah. yeah. I just about drove in it. Uh, the, well, they do two 200s and a 100 press. Oh, that's yeah, how yeah, they so make that. Yeah, All right, well, listen, we are yeah. quite happy to send over the Duncan Community Cruiser on behalf of our friend at T- friends at T-Mobile, and we have some T-Mobile prizes and all that good stuff. So we hope you guys at Hyundai of Turnersville enjoy it, everybody in the service department, the whole company, okay? Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. All You're right. welcome. Yay. Hello, Sharon, and we can do the same thing for you. Uh, all you have to do is go to PrestonandSteve.com and click on the cooling caravan, and it could end up coming to your place of business. Wouldn't that be nice? Do we ever find out how much she benches? No. I, you know what? I don't know. Oh, damn it. Um, wow. Okay. Dude, I'm still freaking out about the dorm boss. That's <laughs> just... Wow. So where's your wallet been for the the show, the whole show? I t- okay, so I in the morning when we come here, I uh will um I use I use a back roller because right. I have a little um a sciatica thing. Right. So I roll it on my hip and uh, anybody who wants to use it by the way can use it. It's pretty badass got all these uh, nubbies on it. But anyway, <laughs> um so I take my wallet out, I take my phone out, I take my keys out. Uh I take off my lanyard around my neck right. and I set them over here and I do right. that every morning. 
And so, not every morning, but most mornings. And so, anyway, I did that earlier. You just do it for a couple of minutes. And, uh, yeah, so it was sit. It wasn't in my pocket, so somebody could have gotten to it. Uh-huh. I do I do have to I do have to extend that. If it were in my pocket, I would have absolutely flipped out. Do you want to check the security camera we have in the studio? Do we have a security no. camera in the studio? Actually, we have, yeah, we have video running is all there, morning long. Is there any way he got in touch with your wife or, like, one of your... Nobody's at home with me. Yeah. They're all down at the shore. Nobody's even in my house, and he could have done that. But it, but there was nobody there to do it, and I doubt Rochelle would drive back from Jersey to put a card in Dude, his wallet. She would, she would totally do that. Yeah. Carter did come home last night. Uh-huh. So he did it. Yeah, right, yeah, son personal. of a bitch. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. That was really, really cool. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, we're going to do, we've been talking about this all morning long, and I would like to ask a trivia question of you about the movie E.T. to see if you know the answer, because we have the actual score of the film, the musical score of the film, signed by John Williams. To give away along with a four-pack of tickets for E.T., the extraterrestrial, in concert at the TD Pavilion at The Man tonight. The wonderful price. Yeah, the Man Center Festival Orchestra will be performing John Williams' Academy Award-winning score live tonight. And it says here on my list, free parking and picnics welcome. And uh, tickets start at $25 at mancenter.org. So the question that I will ask you right. is we'll take the first caller who knows the answer. What kids' educational game did E.T. use to learn to communicate with? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. And this is my answer, by the way. I came up with this question. <laughs> and it's accurate. So it's gotta be it's gotta be the question that I the answer that I have written down. All right. 215-263-WMMR. Right. Kids' educational game. Did E.T. use to learn to communicate with? How long has it been since you guys have seen that movie? I haven't seen when it. When did it come out? In decades. 82. And 82 <sighs> was the last time I saw it. I got no the, kid. What? They, really? There was a DVD re- re-release that came out a few years ago, like a special yeah. edition or whatever. You remember it, E.T. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got that version of it. Um I remember loving it as a kid and then thinking uh, it's kind of overrated and then falling in love with it again when I watched it as an adult. It, 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 to me, it holds up. When it first came out, it came out about the time also that Close Encounters was, you know, uh, on a re-release, I think. Uh, however it worked out. But um, I, I thought it was good. And then I, um, you know, I, oh, good. I, I give it. And then on subsequent viewings, it, it meant more to me. So, yeah. it, oh. it, it, and I think it's 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 just a a, a lovely film. I loved it right off the bat. Yeah, I, yeah. I just thought it was fantastic. There was a. It's not ET. Bang grows on you. What? What, Casey? Uh, no, you're because when Casey, you're a kid, you know what the currency on our planet is? Oh, Wetzel's pretzels. <laughs> They have a franchise there? Exactly. Oh, they're the bank. That's they're the actual. Trump. Okay, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right. Now, I was going to say about movies holding up, and uh, there was a movie that I watched over the weekend that I had always enjoyed and loved, and, and I watched it again as an adult. And it's not like I haven't seen it since I you know, right, was an adult. Right. That I was like, oh, no, this is, this is pretty terrible. And it was Return of the Jedi. And I had always. I never. I. I. It was always the th- third in, for me in the original trilogy. I I really hated the Ewoks when I first saw it. Uh, I thought there were parts that were really good, but I yeah I, I agree. Case I, I never really liked Return of the Jedi. Like it's even okay. the the plan to rescue Han Solo had so many holes and flaws it, in it. It pissed you off. It, right? it did. I mean, 
How did plan? he? I don't remember. Well, first of all, he they... was, it, was he on Endor? No, he was in Jabba's uh, hut. <laughs> <laughs> Jabba hut. Uh, he was in Jabba the hut's hut. Oh, yeah, cave. that's right. That's and right at the beginning. Yeah. They first sent Princess Leia in to uh, thaw him out, and yeah. then she got caught and then right. enslaved. And then Luke comes in, and you know he is a Jedi at this point. Right. Like he could basically kill, and he could kill everybody with his brain. Uh, but he doesn't do that. He gets somehow suckered into falling into the, the that pit with the monster. The Rancor. The Rancor. Uh, he, um... I thought it started with an S. Sil- no, Sil- that's, that's no, the Sarlacc pit is in the desert. That's, that's later on. That's yeah, it's a, it looks like a sand vagina. Right. <laughs> so in, in Luke's grand plan, <laughs> he was going... Do you think there's like this huge big bitch <laughs> under the sand? But... In Luke's grand plan, he's going to eventually end yes. up over the Sarlacc right. pit, right? Right, and he gives a nod, like this weird nod, right? So right before he's about to jump off the plank, he turns his head to, I guess it was uh, Lando, it was Lando yeah. and he's like, and he gives him a nod, which if I were Jabba or anybody else, I'd be like, do you see the nod that he just gave <laughs> to Lando? Like, he, he's up to something, and then, you know, he does the nod, and then he jumps off of the plank, right? Hank, does a you know, triple Lindy. He, he, he grabs it with his hand. Then yep. he does a triple Lindy, jumps up, and then the, the lightsaber gets thrown out from R2-D2. Why did he wait until he gets over the Sarlacc? Why did he even jump off of the plank? Right. There's a lot of There shorthand. was a lot of stuff yeah. going on. I was like, this now, is Now, mind you, it's a cool plan. sequence, but, uh, you know, I, I can't. I hear you, bro. <laughs> they yeah. did it just for some action. I, 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 I guess yeah. so, but. Yeah. Anyway. It wasn't the best of the It films, was not. No. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this question. What uh, kids' educational game did E.T. use to learn to communicate with? We're looking for my answer, and we're going to go to Zach for the answer. Hi, what, what, what's wrong? What? Am I going to the wrong caller? No, 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 I'm, I'm here. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 okay. Zach. Hi, Zach, uh, what is the answer, sir? Uh, speak and spell? Speak and spell, yes. <laughs> that is correct. Thank you. Zach's excited. I love it. Uh, so, I'm so excited. My girlfriend has never seen ET. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome, man. You're gonna get some, and, and you're gonna you're gonna see it at the Man, and it's tonight. And the orchestra will be performing John Williams Academy Award win, uh, Award winning score. You can take uh, it's four people total. It's a four pack of tickets, and very cool. The signed uh, score by John Williams. That's amazing. Uh, uh, is awesome. Yeah. That is so rad. Thank you guys for being you. That is that's really awesome. <laughs> and thank you for using a, a 1982 word like rad. That was yes, amazing. that's great. That's All right, awesome. Zach, hang on the line. Congrats, buddy. Awesome. Have a good one. You too, man. I'm glad he won, man. That's cool. Yeah, His girlfriend's excited. never seen it. Yeah. It's it's definitely one you have to see. It's not one, you know, that, that I, I think uh, it, it, it doesn't, it remains timeless. Steve, and uh, speaking of uh, that movie, of, of uh, when when you went to Universal, did you ride the E.T. ride? Yes, I did. Isn't it fun? And when E.T. says your name, it's awesome. And it's the oldest ride at Universal Studios that still exists, that hmm. they still have there. You know, And it was the last one. We went on this tour, and it was the last one we were going to go. And I'm like, man, we're ending on this no antiquated, stupid ride. I had a after we went on these crazy sensory overload three D ride everything yeah and then I'm like this is going to be cheesy and I loved it oh, you know it's great about it too that when you actually go out over the the town the yeah. city 
and it's, it's it's a miniature, yeah, and it looks great from yeah. the sky. And then you go perspective, right? And you're going past the cop cars and all that stuff. And yeah. it's awesome. Yep, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's I, great. I've uh, <laughs> I've said this before about the movies that the man. Uh, it's I've I've gone to see movies that I've seen a million times before, and then you get there and you watch the movie again in a different atmosphere with a bunch of people, and you hear the live music being done by the Philly Orchestra or whatever. It's a it's, really it's, like it's born anew. It's born anew. <laughs> uh, it's it's magical. It's a it's a really cool experience. I cannot recommend it more highly. Excellent. Well, we just said there's plenty of parking. There's uh, that too. Uh, hey, uh, we need to take a break. I want to remind you, though, there's a secret text word. We're giving away uh, a digital download of the film Crime Story with Richard Dreyfus and Mira Sivina. So, text word secret to 39333. We'll see if you win just a little bit. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the bizarre file stories that you have been waiting for. Stay put. What's new? Glad you asked. Green Day. The Pretty Reckless. Nine Inch Nails with Health. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Let's get into the Bizarre File Stories. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Armor Metals and Recycling. Get cash today. If you need cash fast, just bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor Metals and Recycling and walk away with cash today. Located in Pensacola, New Jersey, or at armormetalsrecycling.com. Uh, we'll start with this. United Airlines, in an official memo to its staff, has asked them to stop duct taping passengers <laughs> to their seats. Um, I think it's been working. It has been yeah. working. <laughs> So, uh, flight attendants uh, from at least two different airlines use the method to subdue misbehaving flyers. Yeah, and people who are clearly unhinged. On-flight incidents have been on the rise in recent weeks, and John Slater, senior vice president of in-flight services, in a note to employees, said that while United Airlines customers have been mostly well-behaved as travel makes its slow return, using duct tape to restrain them should be avoided if they become unruly. So what is the option? Well, he wrote, please remember that there are designated items on board that may be used in difficult situations and alternative measures such oh. as tape should never be used. Now, I don't know why. Gorilla glue. I don't know what... <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't know what all they have if they have, you know, uh, flex cuffs or things like that, but... yeah. He says tape is a no-no. To be honest, like there was one guy who was who was completely abusive, and oh, they yeah. they taped him to the chair, to the chair yeah. and taped his mouth. Yes, um, you know, if I'm on a long distance flight with somebody like that, I might appreciate that. Well, and and it's an issue of safety too. Yes. I mean, they've got to you know, sure, somebody's being an a hole, they could be hurting people. I mean, I understand or bring a flight down. You have your rights as someone, but but still, yeah. It's a unique circumstance. So he wrote, please remember that there are designated items, as I said before, <laughs> right. as you've likely seen, a few airlines have recently made news at, on the way they've handled situations on board. The overwhelming <clears throat> majority of our customers have been on their best behavior throughout the pandemic and returned to our flights with confidence and enthusiasm. When things have evolved, you've relied on all specs of in-flight safety training, included de-escalation, including de-escalation. So on August 1st, yeah, a guy named Maxwell Barry, 22 years <laughs> old from Ohio, was taped into a seat after he allegedly groped a pair of female flight attendants' breasts yes. and punched a male flight attendant in the face. So he was arrested as soon as the Florida-bound plane reached his destination. He's facing three counts of battery. 
Uh, the flight attendants involved were initially suspended for failing to follow the proper policies for passenger restraint. Amid backlash, the airline clarified the crew members were on paid administrative leave. And just weeks earlier, a woman traveling from Dallas-Fort Worth to Charlotte aboard an airline's plane, uh, she reportedly became distraught and attempted to open the aircraft's door mid-flight. So flight attendants then opted to duct tape her in, calling her a security and safety risk. And there's footage of her with her right. mouth taped and everything. And I'd be curious to see what the levels of restraint are, yeah. av- what they make available to their staff. Yep. Uh, police are investigating a shooting that left two people dead and two others in the hospital. It happened outside a home in San Antonio. It all started around 10 p.m. when a driver was traveling at a high speed, crashed into a parked car, and then for some reason, she got out of the car and started shooting her gun. Yeah. Uh, the owner of the That's vehicle the way do it. Uh, that was hit, a man in his 50s, and two others came to see what happened. And that's when the female driver got out of the car and started opening fire and hitting all three people. Wow. A neighbor came out to help and ended up shooting the driver of the car, a woman in her uh, late 20s. She died at the scene. So as he was shooting people. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, and the man whose car was hit died at the hospital as well. Dear God. Uh, the two others, a teenage boy and a female in her 50s, are still in the hospital with critical injuries, and police are still trying to figure out <clears throat> why she just got out and started shooting. They don't know. Sounds like she was fleeing something. The investigation is ongoing, or she might have been just whacked out on drugs. I don't really know. Police in South Korea said that they are investigating after a man bought a used kimchi fridge online... And he found $130,000 cash taped to the bottom of it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Police said that. And I guess they That's a, a great promotion. Just to keep your kimchi in. <laughs> I don't, okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's cabbage. It's like a spicy cabbage. I have That's a right. whipped cream fridge. Kimchi is. So police said the man filed a police report <laughs> saying that he was cleaning the recently delivered fridge when he found the cash stash taped to the bottom of the appliance. Just cleaning my kimchi fridge. <laughs> wow. Investigators said that they are working to identify the online seller of the refrigerator and are talking to people involved in its transportation and delivery. Now, South Korea's Lost and Found Act states that the cash will become the property of the man who bought the fridge if the rifle owner can't be tracked down. The money will become the property of the state if it is found to have been involved in a crime. And a 2016 report in the Korea Times documented the trend of people keeping their money stored in kimchi fridges what? amid record low bank interest rates in South Korea. All right, so I, I, I'm hung up on this kimchi fridge thing. I it, admit, it makes no sense. I am as well, and it's a thing. There, there are name brands, including Samsung, that make exclusively kimchi refrigerators. <laughs> so kimchi, from what I've understood, right. in, in South uh, uh, Korea... Is a kin- It's like the side dish. It's like French fries. Right. Like you have kimchi with pretty much everything. Oh, okay. So I don't know why you'd need an entire refrigerator well, just for like kimchi. Maybe it's like for temperatures or something. It's, it helps with specific temperatures and the fermentation processes oh, involved with the kimchi okay. itself. So okay. it's, it's like I guess having sort of like a kegerator or a wine fridge, or like a humidor. <laughs> yeah. Man, we um, got kimchi wow. on tap here. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, but listen to this. The report said an average kimchi fridge can hold up to $895,000 in cash in it. So, yeah, I'm looking at LG. All the major companies have ah, kimchi fridges. I had no idea. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, one more story. During a video visitation with her jail boyfriend, a Florida woman exposed her breast and pleasured herself, according to police. Who arrested he boys her liking it. For the alleged <laughs> lewd display. 
Uh, Daniel. I made an extra <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't it look like one of the Muppets? Dur- oh, God. Danielle Ferrero <laughs> traveled Sunday afternoon to the Charlotte County Jail for an hour-long visu- vit- uh, virtual visit with inmate Cody Thomas. Here's he, my boyfriend. Uh, Ferrero was in the lockups video visitation building while Thomas was elsewhere in the facility. Now, during their visit, Ferrero and Thomas frequently talked in a lewd manner, speaking of sex, sexual organs, and sexual activities. Ferrero frequently flaunted and rubbed her breasts, covered, showing uh, the revealing outfit that she was wearing, calling her outfit naughty. After Ferrero mentioned how she repositioned herself and almost had an O... An orgasm. Yeah. Say. Oh, it's right around the corner, baby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Put on right your life jacket. Yeah, get ready. Thomas, Put on your smock. Uh, Thomas asked Ferrero to have one for her, uh, and she began to rock back and forth in her chair, appearing to uh, have one. Don't be surprised if I crap. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Near the session's conclusion, Ferrero exposed her breast to Thomas, Oof. resulting in the visitation to be canceled by staff at the visitation center. So is the idea that it's so repulsive that he has no sexual urges? And I don't know. Yeah. At the time of the August 8th incident, Thomas was I about needed that, hon. Thank you. A third of the way through a 30-day sentence for possession of drug paraphernalia and driving without a valid license. Upon arriving at Ferrero's apartment, uh, cops told her she was being arrested for exposure of sexual organs in a public place. She then declared, I cannot believe that showing Cody my boobs would get me arrested. I mean, seriously. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And that is all I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, uh, secret text word, Kathy. We need a number caller for a winner. What's it going to be? Seven. All right, call number seven to 215-263-WMMR if you know the secret text word, then you shall win. So give us a call and we'll get a random texter when we come back to We'll return short back. Like what you hear? You can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket market of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. Sorry about that. Hey, it happens. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was watching a video. <laughs> what video? Um, a compilation of celebrities surprising fans. Oh, I like that. It was, uh, I was doing, you know, I'm just digging around yeah. for stuff and, and I came across them like... I'll bet that's really nice. Yeah. And sure enough, it was. I was watching Taylor Swift. There was a whole show. Surprise some people. Do you remember there was a primetime show based on that? I remember a show where there were a couple different things. There was one where, uh, and I remember uh, they had people, John Bon Jovi did it one time where they they put him in a disguise and and he was in a karaoke bar. Right, yeah. And he was the bartender and they didn't know they were being served by him. And he's like, well, let me sing one of the songs. Right, yeah, yeah. And started singing. 
And they did one with a few other musicians, like Jewel did Jewel, one. Jewel, I remember so on, that, yeah. yeah. And I then they revealed themselves. It kind of it kind of came and went. I like it. I thought it was fun. All right, so anyhow. Sorry about that. I was I was working. <laughs> I was <laughs> in Taylor Swift. Yeah. 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 All right, so uh, we're going to see if we can get an answer uh, to today's uh, secret text word. Yeah, and we needed to know if caller number seven knows what our secret text word today is. So I'm going to go to Bob and see if he knows that. Hey, Bob, good morning, sir. Hey, how you doing? Good, Bob. What is the secret text word? It is poster. Poster, yes. You just uh, cut a tag on the line. We'll get your information, and we are going to give you a digital download of the action-packed thriller Crime Story, starring Richard Dreyfuss and Mira Sorvino. You can stream it instantly on Redbox On Demand today. It's rated R. It's from Paramount Pictures. And our random texter that we grabbed, giving the exact same prize, Brian Seaman, who is from East Norton, Pennsylvania. So, Brian, congratulations. You get the movie Crime Story as well. Uh, now, on to another thing to give away. We have a pair of tickets to see 311. They're playing Saturday at the BB&T Pavilion, and it's a pavilion-only show. So, even if there were to be, like, a scattered thunderstorm or something like that, you'll be all right. Yes. Question that I have for you this morning. On his home planet, E.T. is a botanist, but what's his side job? What does he head do as well? 215-263-WMMR. All right? On his home planet, E.T. is a botanist. But what side job does he also have? 215-263-WMMR. While you call in, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, here we go with some stories from the trash. What's up, Steve? Well, Lenny Dykstra threatening to destroy Aaron Carter if they face off for a celebrity boxing match in Atlantic City on October 2nd. Dykstra says his whole life has been leading to this moment, including that time. I mean, to fish his false teeth out of a dumpster. Yep. Hey! <laughs> ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez about to close on a 38,000-square-foot, $85 million estate in L.A. The home reportedly boasts a guest penthouse, a caretaker's house, and a master toilet with a water slide. Wow. <laughs> and finally, Dog the Bounty Hunter announcing September 2nd is the date he will marry his girlfriend, Francie Frayne, who was the best friend of his late wife, Beth. Dog says he senses Beth's presence every time he and Francie are together, noting that she's usually screaming no. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see if we can get an answer to today's uh, lesson question on his home planet. E.T. is a botanist, uh, but what side job does he also have? And I will go to Tom for the answer. Hey, Tom, how you doing, man? Hi, is this Tom? Is he a pilot? Tom, oh, yeah. All right, Tom, what side job does E.T. have? He's a notary. A notary, yes. Yeah. You got it, Tom. Hang on. And for you, sir, a pair of tickets to 311. They're playing Saturday, BB&T Pavilion. This is the tour opener. It features Iration and Aya Tara. And it also is a pavilion-only show, like I said, so no lawn. Some tickets remain at Ticketmaster.com. All the information, go to WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Alright, just a couple things for you. Uh, Metallica's performances of Chris Cornell's All Your Lies and Head Injury 
have uh, been released as. Yeah, sorry, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, I gestured to you. Uh, have been He's re- the one with the head injury. Been released as part of the band's vinyl club. Uh, these songs were recorded at, at the Cornell Tribute concert, I Am the Highway, which was held uh, back in January 2019 at the Forum in L.A. Uh, Lars said in part, what an honor to have known you, to have shared the stage with you and created next level memories and ultimately to have been included in the L.A. celebration of your life, which allowed us the opportunity to share with the world just how much your music and your brilliance meant to us. Uh, The event also drew performances by Foo Fighters, Josh Homme, Queens of the Stone Age, uh, also Rise Against, Taylor Momsen from Pretty Reckless, uh, Perry Farrell, who's been playing the MMRBQ, of course, uh, Black Sabbath's uh, Geezer Butler and others. Bush and Stone Temple Pilots are going to co-headline an 11-city tour set to kick off on Thursday, September 30th in Mesa, Arizona. That's pretty cool. That is. I like that lineup. Yeah. Uh, tickets go on sale to the general public this Friday at 10 a.m. online and at StoneTemplePilots.com and BushOfficial.com. Uh, the two bands will take turns closing the shows. The track set to wrap Sunday, October 17th in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, and by the way, Gavin, and I'm, I'm looking at the, the dates. I don't see anything that's going to be in our general area, but maybe they'll expand uh, a little bit later on if they have some success with this tour. Uh, but speaking of Bush, Gavin Rossdale is going to be starring in the new Lionsgate thriller Habit alongside Bella Thorne and Paris Jackson. Is he playing a nun? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the movie will be released in select theaters on August 20th, and it will be available on Blu-ray and DVD August 24th. With Paris Jackson. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so we'll see how he does. He has acted before. Yeah, right? he's actually really good. He's in the movie Constantine with yeah, yeah. Reeves, and he plays a demon, and he's really good. No cutting. And then one last story. Dave Grohl couldn't be happier to have Foo Fighters back out on the road, but he admitted that there is still fear about touring with COVID remaining an ongoing cause for concern. Uh, he spoke to Enemy and explained, uh, for the two and a half year hours on stage, feels amazing. Uh, it's the other hours of the day that pose a bit of a challenge because of all the new requirements and restrictions and guidelines. Uh, you have to be really careful out there. When you're traveling with a crew of 60 people from state to state and venue to venue, you try your best to stay within your band bubble because uh, the wheels could easily fall off at any moment. Wake up every day, cross your fingers, and hope that we'll make it to the stage that day. He went on to say, we were fortunate to complete this last two-week run, but, you know, we played a venue in Albuquerque, 15,000-seat capacity, where it was the first time they'd had a show there in 688 days. Wow. And you could feel it in the audience. You could hear it when they sang along. You could see it when they danced. It's been a town-to-town celebration of the return of live music everywhere we go, opening new venues, reopening venues that had to shut down. And you could see that people have been starving of live performance or starved of live performances we have we hit the stage like we haven't hit the stage for over two years when we were on uh vacation did you guys see what they did with the uh westboro baptist church yes it was amazing i love that so they've trolled the westboro baptist church comes out and they right, right. and they uh protest foo fighters and so they've done it and years ago they did right. one where they, they came out and, and they put a uh, they played on a flatbed truck and they they mocked them uh and this time around they dressed up as and performed as the Bee Gees. Right, right. Uh, and I forgot what they do. I think they dancing. Did, should be dancing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's great. And so they roll that thing out while they're there. Right, right, and, right. Uh, 
and uh, played uh, We Should Be Dancing. It was a lot of fun. Dave went on to shed light on the constant precautions the that uh, shadow life on the road these days. He said, as a band, we're most concerned with safety, the safety of the audience, safety of our band, the crew. So we follow these guidelines. Some of them are self-imposed. Others are mandates that are handed down from local governments or federal mandates. And you're very conscious of the whole thing just going away again anytime. Uh, every day you're just hoping that we can make it through. But uh, they're excited to be playing for people live. And that is the last story I have in the Bizarre File for you. Uh, not the Bizarre File. That was music news. <laughs> bizarre news. Bizarre file earlier. Bizarre music news. But I would like to give something away as we're taking a break. I have a case of Big Lobe Ultra Organic Seltzer. And we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Michelob Ultra, by the way. Uh, organ- organic Seltzer, that is. Delivers a clean and pure liquid that is as real as it tastes. Pair your Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer with Wood Fire Oven Artisan Pizza at La Porta in Glen Mills. Caller number 12. Come and get it. We'll be right back, back to wrap it up. Be there. Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents M. M. Saturday, September 25th at BB&T Pavilion. And now, through August 31st only, you can pre-order your MMRBQ concert shirt at the WMMR.com Rock Shop. Guaranteed delivery before the show. Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. Plus, every ticket gets general admission for the first five bands. Dirty Honey. Dorothy. Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot and the Get Down. MMRBQ 2021. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rented by live. Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. In the heart of South Philly. Game on. Better than Ezra on 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. I love, um, you know, the end of that song with the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's great. When we first started working at uh, at MMR, they had left that off of the song. And where we came from at Y100, we had always played that. And it was one of our favorite parts of that song. Yeah. And we asked Bill, can you put that back in? It'd be cool. And so he did, which was really cool to add that back in. And then we had... Better than Ezra here in the studio, and we told them about that, and they gave us the whole story about yes. why that's at the end of the song. It's hilarious. And they were at they were at a club. It might have been the Viper Room. I'm not sure, but it was somewhere in California. And and they said there was this uh, like a hard rock band on stage, and at the end of every song, <laughs> the lead singer would lean into the microphone and go, "Yeah, that's right." <laughs> And they d- and it became a thing that they did, and they just I think they were goofing around the studio, and somebody yeah. said that, and they had d- decided to add that in the end Keep of the tune. I absolutely love it. So that's the story behind that. All right, uh, ten thirty three. We're about to wrap up our program for the day, and a fun one it has been. Always, it's a bonus when Wednesdays can be fun. Yes, absolutely. Wednesday is the toughest day to get through, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, I would like to thank our guests. We started with a, a local one, Ben Ludwig, head coach hey, hey, hey. of the uh, Little League team out of Oaks, Pennsylvania. And they are representing the region in the Little League World Series. And yep, they're representing PA. It's very cool. Yeah, so they're going to, uh, they start, I think the, the tourney starts tomorrow. They're playing Oregon. They get they got to win five games and... 
it's the whole thing. But yeah, it'll, it'll be on ESPN. We can watch the games. So and you know, now we have a horse in the race. Is what yeah. saying. So it's cool to have uh, Ben on this morning. It was nice. And then uh, another somewhat local guy, John Norman. Hey! And John is performing two shows at the Borgata Music Box on uh, Friday. And uh, one's at 7.30, one's at 10.30. And tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. And it is always nice to catch up with did John. You, did you enjoy the trick he did? It scared me <laughs> a little bit. But, uh, yeah, he'd, uh, he had conjured a card up in my wallet here. Right. Where was he Zooming from? Is he in, is he in uh, California? I do I, I don't know. I didn't even ask. Yeah. yeah. I think California because, uh, you know, when we were um, discussing the time, he's like, yes, the later the better. Okay. Uh, so and that must yeah. be it. Yep. All right. Uh, and thank you to the uh, Cooling Caravan this morning, Duncan and uh, T-Mobile. And uh, we got an email from Sharon who we spoke to at uh, Hyundai Turnersville uh, who won the service department. She said, I wanted to say thank you. Uh, to you and your crew and uh, Doug for cooling off our office. I work with an amazing group of dedicated workers uh, who work hard at what they do. We've worked all through COVID, keeping cars on the road. Our industry is often overlooked as essential workers. My team is dedicated to what they do and work without recognition. Uh, and today, you all, all of you made them feel good about themselves. Oh. I saw smiles on their faces. Aww. And I have not seen that in a long time. So thank you. Keep bringing smiles to people's faces. Sincerely, Sharon a reception service at Hyundai Turnersville. So, you can be like Sharon and the gang at Hyundai Turnersville if you would like to. Uh, you just go to com and you click on the uh, the cooling caravan. And we could end up coming to your place. Love it. Which would be really cool. So, make sure that you do that. Also, we love the Jackie Bam Bam. Hey! 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 Hey, 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 speaking of smiling, I just saw a man about town, Bill Weston, smiling because Doran Boss, he's so great. But you were talking about the Buffalo Bills. That's Bill's team. You know? Yes, smiling. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Most yeah. definitely. Love Doran Boss. And press, I did not give Doran Boss's number to your kids. So was it me? It wasn't I your wasn't kids. you. Okay. Somebody his wallet. Somebody planted a card in my wallet, or John is a wizard. Or he used the powers of magic to teleport. One or the other. You don't know. Anyway, how are you on this fine day, Jackie? I am wonderful. I did a little prep, and I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, Steve's not wearing a uh, comic book T-shirt. The Warriors, wow, one of my favorite. Yeah, Come out and play movie. the Warriors. Yeah. Yes. But uh, General Mills cereal uh, is having. I don't know if you guys are talking about this. A 50th anniversary. Count Dracula. Frankenberry, Booberry, a Monster Mash cereal is on yes. the way. I'm getting excited. It's Count Chocula. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, they're doing one's called a Monster Mash. I love gonna, that. I'll, I'll have that in the uh, right. in the store tomorrow. All right. Oh, okay. So you're getting excited the about that. I'm super excited. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Doesn't take much, does it? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Coming off of that schuylkill muffin gets moved. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're alive. That's all that matters. It is. Yeah. Uh, Jackie, what pants are you wearing today? I haven't been noting your pants as of late. I think uh, I got these down tight? in aisle two in CVS. They're real cheap, <laughs> yo, Romano. <laughs> they're tight, but you but they're not not in the crotch. They, yeah, yeah. There's room in there. Pretty so comfortable, though. Sometimes yeah. we can see, yeah. Are there any holes in them? Sometimes you have holes in your well, pants. Well, last time I checked, we're good, Preston. Okay. All right, good. You want to do the letter of the day? I am ready. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 W. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... The letter L, as in levitate. Excellent. And we have a $350 gift card for Bob Dodge's Red Sparrow Tattoo and Gallery in Downingtown, or the all-new Runic Tattoos in Newtown Square. And for tattoo ideas, you just visit Tattoos. 
Com, and we will give that away on Friday. What kind of workforce blocks and stuff you got coming up, man? Uh, two Rock and Roll Hall of Famers on the docket this afternoon. Who's celebrating uh, the anniversary of Who Are You? Bon Jovi, Slippery uh, When Wet, 35th anniversary. And I think I'm going to get a special call from my good friend, Mark the Wise Guy Weiss, the famous rock photographer who shot many, many album covers. He did the Slippery When Wet. He's oh. going to talk about why the... Uh, the girl in the yellow wet T-shirt was refused. That was the actual album cover and how it came about. They put a bag and they just took their fingers and poured uh, water all over it. And that huh. was the actual album cover. Interesting. He's also going into the uh, Metal Hall fame. So huh. I think Mark's going to give us a call. We'll do both of them. And I uh, snuck some Aerosmith in there as well. Uh, and we're going to make some history. We have MMRBQ pit tickets and struts tickets again. When you hear the Luke Spiller ID sounder go off, you want to be caller 25. So uh, we're pretty jam-packed. Nice. Excellent. All right, uh, Steve, tonight you're at Monster Pit. I, I will be, yes, which is, uh, uh, do you have the address over there? It's on, on the, South Columbus yeah. Boulevard. Yeah. Um, and the exact address is as follows. It is, where is it here? Uh, it's at 1946. Very easy to South get Columbus to. Boulevard. Yes, and it's a great place. And I'm going to be there from, Five to seven every fifteen minutes. We're giving away barbecue tickets, so come on down. Yep. All right, and I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Uh, tomorrow's program, a couple of guests on the show. T.J. Miller, hey, will be joining. Nice. Us. That is correct. And one of our favorites, Chaz Palminteri, will be on the program. Another good one. So we're gonna have a good time tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Installing brand new carpets shouldn't mean putting your life on hold. Enjoy a simplified installation experience at the Home Depot by licensed local professionals with an unbeatable selection of affordable styles, colors, and fabrics that are durable and low maintenance, including options that are odor and stain resistant. And right now, you can get your carpet installed for free. Get started today at the Home Depot. Free carpet installation on purchases of $4.99 or more. No square foot minimum. Excludes in stock styles. U.S. only. See store for details.